Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. Have you ever heard a story and thought someone should really turn that into a movie? I had to learn a lot of nautical talk. <laughs> Tune into Script Bait and hear some of the strange, funny, or dramatic stories from history that have Hollywood written all over them. And, and he hatched kind of a scheme that, to me, is 100% an episode of Trailer Park Boys. Find Script Bait wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I like where this is going already. <laughs> Hi, Jay Brazo here, a legend in my own mind. <laughs> I've uh, I've done a lot of stuff. I've been really proud of, and the few things I haven't, uh, I've done uh, Stargate, uh, MacGyver, a lot of uh, a whole lot of just IMDb. You'll figure it out. <laughs> and you're listening to the MacGyver podcast with Mac Jackson. Hi, I'm Richard Dean Anderson. Name's MacGyver. Colonel Jack O'Neill was G1. My name is Pratt. Ernest Pratt. I always get a happy, tingly feeling when I see those guys. Name one contract that I failed to execute. MacGyver. Oh, here we go. You're a target. And I don't intend to miss. Over my rotting corpse. I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? Glowing eyes, cliché behavior, evilness, that kind of thing. Is mental illness contagious? You think? You can do anything you want to do if you put your mind... Well, you do have a penchant for pulling brilliant ideas out of your butt. Head. Out of your head, when we need them. Oh, stuff's already here, I just find a different way to use it. I like your attitude. Permission to take a team through the Stargate, sir. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the MacGyver podcast. I'm your host, Mac Jackson. And today I'm thrilled to have someone who not only has been on MacGyver, but has also been on two Stargate shows. So besides all the other many, many things I could point to that he's done, those are the ones that, well, apply to this podcast. So uh, it's Jay Barrazzo. Thank you for being here, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mac, yes, I owe a lot of money. That's why I tend to work a lot. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because a lot of people uh, with, with a great franchise, if you do like a memorable character that maybe uh, makes such an impression like Harlan on uh, Stargate, mm -hmm. people will go, ah, that's, the, that's Harlan. Well, Oh, no. You know, I could do that, but I also remember season three of MacGyver when you were in um, Kill Zone, and you're in the <laughs> office with Pete Thornton. You know, and I remember saying that to you and going, "Hey, look who I look who I'm looking at." And you're like, "He has a lot of hair ago." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> young. Oh my, I was so young. But you know, I'll tell you, and I know we're going to go off on tangents, and that's fine. But I yeah. wanted to tell you. Uh, 
I've always been impressed. And I know this is the job of an actor, but you in particular, you have done, and I'm just thinking Stargate MacGyver, you could do a bad guy really, really well and then be Harlan on Stargate. <laughs> you know, and, and that, come try it and just happy and jovial. And oh, then, yeah. you know, I remember watching that the first time when it, when it first aired and going, that's the guy that was the drug dealer guy on, on <laughs> you know, MacGyver season six. The gun was the name of the episode. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. And, and you yeah. and I'll tell you, you were pretty menacing as that guy because you were very serious and very, you know, you played it very determined as a, I guess a gun dealer would and then to see the opposite i had to remind myself that's the same guy i think that's a great thing about being a character actor right that uh, well first of all nobody goes through your garbage because <laughs> nobody knows who you are there, there's that guy and i, I remember long i was working in filled on the roof and uh, that big beard and everything it was in halifax walking down the street up in canada and somebody yelled hey and i looked around and this guy said you know, come, come try. Uh. Really? <laughs> yes. yes. They were able to see all that, you know, it's just, is that, that you're just one of those people. It's, it's great being a character actor, you know, yeah. you don't always have to have the, the, the entire burden of the entire show on your back. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, it's like, it's like visiting relatives. You, you, you know, you, you only have to come in for four days and leave, you know, and, you know, it's, 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 it's wonderful. I've really been lucky to enjoy a life as a character actor and uh, I'm, I'm still doing it, I, even in this pandemic, which is crazy. I know. So it's, I know. Um, but it, you're only as good uh, as the material you have and the words you have to say, you know. That's true. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's knowing that when you come into something, for example, you're you're there to service the piece right mm -hmm. um you're the best friend uh, of the guy who's going through all the problems so that's what you're doing you're there to help him out and do you, you're doing you're there to do everything your your job is, is not to, to take on everything you know and i have them leading roles too but but it it's great to be a character actor it's funny too yeah. because you're right it i think it's that and i've seen that where it doesn't work that way where you realize that you're part of a team yes. for, the, for the end product. And yeah. you can always tell when there are um, co-stars, and I, I've faced a few myself, where they mm -hmm. are supposed to be the best friend, but they think that they are the, the center. Mm -hmm. So even if they're not with the spotlight, they're still trying to like nudge mm -hmm. their way into That's your right. moment, you know? Uh, no, exactly. <laughs> Yes, I remember. I well, that's did a, a whole other thing for me. The greatest thing for me is like you know, uh, is you get to just go in and go out and you know, I don't really want to be recognized. I don't want all that kind of stuff. I just really want to be able to focus on what I do and to add to the story. And, it, that, and that's what makes it really wonderful, you know. And you notice the difference too for me the, as an actor. Well, this know? is what I'm saying. Like you're, you're very good at at you have your pers your prerogative in the right place. Yes. You know that you're mm -hmm. part of a team and you care about the the art of acting. Yeah. Um, I, there's a couple people uh, who I can think of who understand that. And it can be very, you know, the, the well, you said doing Fiddler on the Roof, which is um, mm -hmm. 
very much like a if you're going to do plays, you're going to do Shakespeare, you're going to do Fiddler on the. You have to hit all the major beats, yeah. I think. Yeah. And if you're, but, a I mean, I would actor, never. I would, but you have to realize too that I will never play Hamlet. I will never play Romeo and Juliet. And in some ways, I don't really want those things. It's it's wonderful to be just the guy who comes on a very important. It's like being Santa Claus once a year. You know, uh-huh. it's uh-huh. great you're Santa Claus, but you don't have to be worrying about being Santa Claus from July through to August or whatever. <laughs> you just come that once a year. Everybody appreciates what you do. You come in and then you leave. And that's what being a character actor is sort of like, you know, and there's nothing better that, and one of the really great special things is sometimes they put about five of you together in a movie or in a play or, or something like that. And it's so wonderful to share, to see, to see all these characters, you know, it's a, oh, yeah. you see a lot of that in the old days, old uh, Billy Wilder films and stuff like that. There were a lot of funny guys. I remember, you remember these character people, you know, you remember Andy Devine, all those guys, there was, there was one Swedish guy. Who said, oh, if you're talking like this all the time, I don't remember his name. But you know, they you they were always there, even right to the end. From when they were really young, you find them and see them in something that was done in 1930s, and suddenly they'll turn up in something again in 1971 or 19. Their life is is as an actor can travel for a long time, even sometimes longer than people who do leads. Give you and sometimes experience. your work, your stuff is more interesting. Oh yeah, <laughs> the then then to be the leading guy who gets the girl and everything, you know. And, and then you also can avoid being pigeonholed. Exactly, exactly. You know? I, yeah. I, here's a good example: the guy who's the bartender in um, "It's a Wonderful Life." You know, yes, I'll, yes. I'll I'll split your lip as a con- or I'll slip you my wrist as a convincer. That guy, oh, exactly. you know him anywhere. I see him in the background of Guys and Dolls. With yes, Frank Sinatra, exactly, you, know. you know, I'm watching yes. uh, um, just on YouTube because it's it's done so well. Um, sit down, you're rocking the boat, right? Oh, sit down, sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Great song, great Done performance, it, yeah. gives me chills great every part. time. You don't yeah. want to be the leads. I've I played nicely, nicely two or three times, and I tell you, it's great because you know you're just this guy in the background. Then suddenly, at eleven o'clock at night, you get the eleven o'clock at night number, right? Mm-hmm. You're up there and you're singing, you know, sit down and you're rocking the boat and the place is going nuts. And that's all you really need. You know, it, it's but one it, of my favorite songs from that whole darn thing too. Oh yeah. And what's really interesting is you bring up, um, it's a wonderful life, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'll ask you this question. What is, um, whose story is it in it's a wonderful life? Whose story is it? Who's really, who's that? Who do we, we think of all the time. We think of the, so it's well, story, everybody think thinks about, is it is it well we really think a lot of people say jimmy stewart, jimmy stewart yeah. about, about, about what it is right the whole movie the way it starts out is it's not really his story right it's clarence's story yep clarence is the angel mm-hmm. it starts off the whole movie starts off talking about clarence about this going through clarence needing his wings it's a way of clarence to get his wings right yeah but it's but really, what's really is interesting about that. And Clarence, the guy playing Clarence, is a wonderful character actor and so beautiful, lovely, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, who could ask for something better than that? You know, it's great. Well, for me, I didn't. When I originally saw, everybody talked about It's a Wonderful Life. And I was a teenager. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm doing all these plays and musicals. I, I should probably hit some of the classics. At some point, I have to watch It's a Wonderful Life. Well, yeah. it's on TV, but I catch the second half. I see the moment where he's about to jump off the bridge 
Yeah. And that's when clearance comes in. I'm like, I love this movie. I love, and then years later, bit, I, bit, I see yeah. it from the beginning. And when you see it from the beginning, I'm like, oh, the first half is kind of boring in comparison because it's all build up to that moment. Exactly, exactly. I know, you know, but you know, my wife, it's, it's her favorite Christmas movie. So we have to watch it every year. Oh, mine too. You know, uh, it used to be until the kids, uh, we changed it to die hard. <laughs> you know? Oh man. I have people trying to bait that with me. Is it a Christmas movie or not? I don't know about you. I say it's not. Oh, oh yeah. I be, know. Right. Because it's, it's not, it's not important to the plot. Whereas a Christmas movie, it's all about Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like but, Christmas Carol. My wife, makes me watch christmas carol every every was every christmas and it just drives me nuts because i can't relate to it at all you know scrooge i mean the scrooge i can relate to right but i can't get a whole right i mean it's interesting all these characters are going oh well you all, all, all that stuff right but it just isn't me uh you know and i remember I, I always get asked to play scrooge all the time and i said no i don't because i don't think people relate to that in a way maybe if if the Christmas Carol, I could play Trump or something once playing a Scrooge or something, something that we could all relate to. But it's just, but that was how, what you grew up with, right? Well, it's part of her tradition. Right? Yeah, it, it depends. You know? I mean, for me, it depends. And, on uh, it's, it's interesting, but that's something, an interesting character, you know, is being those guys. The, the best honor you can get is saying, hey, you're that guy in the movie. Uh, you know, I want people, people say, you know, uh, I know you're, um, uh, what's his name, you know, um, uh, you're, you're um, an, a an actor, yeah, and I see yeah, I'm Jay Brazo, I did so-so, and then they go, no, not that, and then, oh, you were, um, it's a, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Like, no, I it don't want to talk crazy. about that one. I know, and then sometimes you go into Blockbuster, you know, I remember the old Blockbuster when they were still around, a guy, I just, I just I want, want to go through it again, so you're, um, has anybody ever told you you look like that guy in Double Jeopardy? And I said, I do, you know, and it, which, I was, all along was going along with it. Yeah. And I said, you know, and I rented out the movie and really, I, <laughs> just, I'm going to have to watch. And she says, yeah, check out because he's a, he really, he's a really good actor for this guy. You really like him. <laughs> you know, I guess I was maybe pulling his like, mind you, he was like about 16 or 17 and probably never even heard of Christmas Carol or anything before that, or, yeah. or even the fugitive or whatever, you know? <laughs> well, it, I was talking talking about um, doing plays and doing like uh, Fiddler on the Roof. I was talking sure. last, okay, it wasn't last October. It was the end of October before the pandemic. I was talking to Austin mm -hmm. Pendleton and Hal Hallbrook at a, oh, uh, wow. at a convention. Oh, my God, great. Yeah, in New Jersey. So we, there was a bomb scare. Yeah. I was there to see um, Richard Dean Anderson yeah. and... Well, there's a bomb scare. So we all had to yeah. file out of the hotel. We spent like two hours yeah. shooting the yeah. bowl. And they were telling me all about when they had to do, you know, great? Fiddler on the Roof and, and talking about the director that they had. Oh, and my God. Yeah. It was a heck of a, you know, it was great to be the little uh, fly on the wall. Oh, a hell of a whole book except was started on the stage. I mean, with him and Mark Twain, all those things. That is great. I mean, I got stuck with... Uh, Martin Landau for half an hour once, right? Mm. And I could just talk to him about everything. And he was the one who was telling me about, he told me about, about playing uh, Bella Lugosi before it was even out, you know. But yeah, we started, yeah. one of my favorite films was Woody Allen's uh, uh, is it Crime is in Misdemeanors. Misdemeanors. 
yes, I thought he was brilliant in it, you know. Mm -hmm. And of course, in Spay and, you know, all those old things he did on TV and stuff like that. A really brilliant actor, you know. Oh, yeah. Every time um, Ed TV is on, he's Mm -hmm. in that. And he steals the show. I mean, he's not the lead, but he's he's the stepfather. And you cry during his scenes. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a that's good. You know, Hollywood is filled with tons of people, you know. I remember reading about stuff like, uh, you know, you hear about these older actors and everything and, and they go, why aren't they working? And, you know, why are they just like, they're just drawing, painting pictures of clowns or <laughs> they're just doing paintings and trying to sell them. And I think, well, why aren't they working? It's because people forget about them, right? Well, it, yeah. And, you know, yeah. And that that's to do. And that, well, what they've done, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's um, it was really kind of it's really kind of sad to me after a while. Lucky for people, Quentin Tarantino, I still remember people and try to bring them back. And they, people like Robert Forster oh. started coming again and everything. But you know, there are um, I remember Henry, right? He was a wonderful writer and actor. I remember like when I crossed him on Facebook somehow, and I just that particular week. I had seen The Graduate. I had seen the, the Warren Beatty film, and I think the stuff. On, and, and I was showing some of the stuff to my kids. And I just said, you know, Mr. Hernandez, I'm sorry, I'm not a stalker or anything. I said, I just want to thank you. This is my week has been. And he accepted me as a friend. And I started talking to him and found out we just knew the same people. And that's the horror. They're just people like us, right? Yeah. And yeah. you can't forget one of my uh, other friends, a friend of mine, his best friend is Namaya Persoff. And you know, Namaya Persoff was 101 years old. And was a wonderful character actor, uh, very famous in some like it hot, played the lead uh, mob guy. And you yeah, know yeah. him. He was also, you know, he was the guy who, who told me that um, I was talking, he was lucky to meet somebody like that. And he told me about, um, he was the, the scene, the scene, I could have been somebody, I could have been a contender. A contender. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you remember with Marlon Brando oh, and yeah. Rod Stagger? And I said, well, you understand, I don't remember the scene. He says, I was driving the cab. He was, he was the guy who was driving the cab, told me about the whole scene, told me stuff I never told me that Marlon Brando had left early and that Rod Stagger did all his stuff right to the script supervisor. Really? You would never know that. Yes. No. Amazing. But yeah. yet, you know, that's the magic of acting, the magic of the business, right? Yeah. But he was there. And, and that's how he led, that was his life, a character actor. And he's still alive and doing stuff. And this wonderful person, just a great guy. I had Larry Hankin on um, my other podcast the other day, and he's the same way. He he was telling me all about, you know, everybody knows him from like being on a couple episodes of Friends or Seinfeld yeah. or whatever. But he's telling me we're talking about him working with Clint Eastwood in Escape from Alcatraz, I think it was. Wow. Yeah. And he's saying, oh, yeah, that was when Clint Eastwood first directed. What? He goes, yeah, he doesn't necessarily get credited, but he came in on the day that the, the director says it's all yours, and he shot a scene. And, he, you know, he came in all dressed properly and all those little nuggets. I love Yes, them. yes. I'm a That's guy. History. I'll get like a um, – I'll buy a DVD of a movie I know by heart just because of the extras. Yeah. Like to have the conversation. Exactly. And That's the great thing about it. That's the wonderful thing about it. For them to tell something, tell, totally, you know, for him to say something like, uh, oh, I remember uh, somebody telling me about, um, he was there when they shot Dirty Harry, right? Uh, and the scene where, you know, I've got a so-and-so here. Oh, sure. 
Uh, uh, well, you know, the I don't know the words, right? The, well, there's they a couple to keep of them. He does on the other guy. I don't know. Where he goes, I don't, I don't know, know the other I'm actor's not... name, but he said the other guy. Was it yeah, the I don't know the speech, but it's an amazing speech, yeah. a famous speech. But he said they had to go through with the other guy, the speech that he'd been high on something or whatever, and they just had to they give him the lines one by one, one by one. That's what they do when somebody's drunk or something, whatever. But you would never know that. But still, it's, you know, it's these little things, these neat things. That's what the things I love most about renting a DVD or renting a, a Blu-ray. Is, uh, and especially on certain things like they show you the way the original movie was supposed to end. That's why I love the 70s because they're the type of that all those movies are just great because they didn't screw around with the endings you know like they didn't wait for everybody to see it and then to fill up the cards and everything say we've got to change this no uh, she can't be a hooker now she ends up she was be faking she's a hooker you know what i mean stuff like that so uh, there are a lot of gems out there and that's how i really learned about acting was yeah. from, i didn't go to acting school or anything. i have a grade 11 education i just sort of ventured into it Somebody needed somebody to play guitar, and uh, I, they said, oh, well, I don't know if I want to be on stage. They said, well, we'll give you a, a line, and they said, what is it? Uh, and it was um, uh, screw, well, the word wasn't screw, but it was, with the, I'll say now, screw the cops. Yeah, right? yeah. And I said, I'll do it. <laughs> and but that's how you learn. You learn by being around these people, by watching them. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was my a way of learning how to act, you know. Well, I, that's how you learn how that's how you learn about working with doing with the MacGyver thing, right? When I was first cast for that, they weren't sure. He said because they needed somebody who could stand up to uh, Dana, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of those scenes would be with me and Dana in, in except they, well, well, Richard was doing his other stuff, you know, uh, away they would cut away to him. Yeah, and um, it was a great experience just working with him. So and when somebody's like that and they treat you in an equal, there's no such thing as just like I'm the star and you're this. No, it was like, we're two people, we're acting together. How can we make this better? And that's, those are the people to me are stars in my mind. And they're also the the same people that call you back because they remember, hey, wait, you're one of us. You're a good soul. You're a good person that we appreciate being around. And I've, I've had stories told to me where, you know, you know why you didn't see that actor again? I'll tell you why you didn't see that actor because he wasn't fun to work with. If they get, yes, exactly. if they get like arrogant, you know, and demand to have stuff, you go, oh, well, this is a one and done. You're not coming back again. I know. Just, I just want the red M&Ms. You know, <laughs> I just want the red Smarties. Stuff like that doesn't make sense. You know, no. you know, on, on the old days, I remember being on set and you're waiting for the lead actor and you're waiting for them to come out of the trailer or something. You're waiting for something to renegotiate because their trailer is bigger. Somebody else's trailer is bigger than that. You can't do that anymore. Right. It's a lot different. And you can't hire that anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of Hallmark movies, you know. Yes, you and do. Hallmark, <laughs> you know, Hallmark movies. But for the simple reason is that nobody gets shot and there's no bullshit, nothing. And um, you're working with a lot of people. Local people are hired up here in, in Canada and stuff. And it's a really nice pleasure. It's just, you're going to work every year. You're doing something. And you know that people love the product that you're putting out there, regardless of whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it, it's it's really nice to just to, to do that every once in a while, you know. Well, that's it's the, great to be able to work with somebody. The greatest thing is you've always is meeting somebody who you just praise and love so much and everything, and you get to work with them, and it's just beautiful, you know. And they tend they tend to be it if they're just as great in person as they were in your head. It kind of oh, like Richard Richard from MacGyver, from MacGyver, you know, MacGyver, right? Mm-hmm. He was the guy I know was like. 
they were always trying to get down, stop climbing up there. If you fall down, you know, we're going to, we're going to get sued. You couldn't, you know, it was always disappearing and doing things that weren't, you know, he was just so good. And he was, um, the same thing happened with Stargate, you know, when we, I did the, 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 the thing about um, the harlot, right? Mm -hmm. They had never done any comedy on the show ever, right? Right. And uh, they'd written this part and they just, you know, I didn't even audition for it. I think they, they offered it to me. And it was just such a well-written piece, you know, and it was really just me and them through the whole right. show practically. And it, re it really pulled off the, the funny side, a comedic side to Stargate, which was really great. It was so much fun that I, I, I went back, I think about two or three seasons later mm -hmm. and repeated the same role. Yeah, thank God. And it was such it was a, a wonderful character. character yeah, it really was. And, you know, oh, lovely. You know, to have you there during the first season, you're right, because that was that episode stands out for a bunch of reasons. But one of them is, you know, you come out as this innocent a guy who who seems simple, but there's more there's a more complex All stuff that we don't yet, know yeah. yet. And you're right with the yeah. comedy; it's not overplayed. It's just it feels natural. Well, he was a bad guy in a sense, right? Yeah, he took half of them, right? Made them into robots, and now we put them away. And said, I'm sorry, I can't take you back. You're just really a robot, you know. But he was but like almost a child, the guy, like really. uh, he was like a child. Well, come and play right? with me. Yeah, it was, it was, he needed somebody to play with him, right? Yeah, and, you know, and that made him a kind of interesting, you know, and and. Just stupid things that came out of that. This whole come try, I think, and this whole thing, you know, come try, you know, the these little things like that. And it, it was it was a wonderful experience. And working with them was so much fun because they were to play with them. It was an honest reaction to them. It, you know, it was it was it was really uh, they went along for the ride, right? Yeah. And it was ended up being, you know, you get these feelings sometimes. So you know, like, wow, I really love. It. I hope that this doesn't screw up and doesn't turn out to be bad. But I. From the moment I read it and started playing it, I just had so much fun. And uh, uh, and when I saw the, the the thing for the first time afterwards, I was just I was almost crying because it was so beautiful. It was a it was a you know it's not often that things turn out well, right? Uh huh. And it did. And it's something. And the great thing about it's different than plays. Plays you can do that, but they're gone. But they're they're up here, right? Mm -hmm. But that's something you can always say. And I've done a lot of rotten stuff, right? That's there, and that will never change. And it's good. And when that happens, that's that's a, what it, the acting is all about. Well, I'll tell you, for me, your philosophy mirrors a lot of what I try to remind myself about. Yeah. Because yeah. like yourself, I've been involved in projects that either oh, didn't yeah. get off the ground or did and mm -hmm. maybe didn't work out as well as they were supposed to. Maybe they had bad marketing or, you know. Yeah, yeah. But you have to keep yourself, like you said, when you do live uh, like I've done musicals and plays and that's, yeah, like, you're there, but it's gone. The moment it's over. Yes, it's right. You know, and you're like, okay, that was great. What do you mean? It's gone forever. I can't, yeah. you know, yeah. but with TV, you're like, oh, I could rewatch that, which could be yeah. a good thing. Or if you're really nitpicky about yourself, you go, I don't really want to watch myself because I know what I was thinking during that moment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But an interesting about being in a, in a, in a play, it's like you're it's a, this baby, this baby, and you you give it, it and you give it this thing, and then you present it to the audience, and it's great, and it's all there, and it matures all the way there, right? Being in 
in a movie sometimes it's like having this baby and you give this, you all do this performance great and then you give the baby away and you don't see it for six months and you come back and it's no like, you know, you're a baby anymore, you know, uh-huh. it's a totally different thing. And you know, I mean, I can tell that from you is um, why are we actors? Why, what makes us actors different? Well, uh, for me, it was, um, you know, I remember saying to my mom one time, I coming home, I was about, 10 years old. So mom, I want to be an actor. And my mom said, you can't act. And I, I said, why? She said, you don't look like Paul Newman. <laughs> you know, so Jeez. I, was like, I was like saying, who the F is Paul? Who the F is Paul Newman? <laughs> you know, no, I don't want to know who that guy is, <laughs> you know, but, and, but that, but for me, it was, um, you, when you're, when you're an actor, it's, it's, you may be poor or whatever you are, but you're experiencing other people's lives, right? Mm-hmm. And it just, it's, you're partially crazy too, right? You must be a little crazy, right? And it suddenly you get you to other people who are crazy like you yeah. and you put them all in the same room and you make art, right? Right. It's, it's a wonderful thing to be an artist, right? Yeah. And even later on, as you get older and everything, people forget about you a little bit and something and everything, you know, um, this particular year, I thought I really hung up my, uh, my acting thing because I thought, you know, as I said, I'm older now. There's no more character parts, no more something. I hadn't done a play in about 60 years, you know. And pandemic was on. It's the end of theater and everything anyway. And all of a sudden, in September, people were making movies again. And I made two movies back-to-back. One I didn't even have to audition for. And, and a zombie series. So it's it's a strange it's a strange thing about about being an actor. You, you are... Well, yeah. I, I, your life is over or something you 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 yeah but uh, you know like the thing about now is i can control it but sometimes you know that's some of these people they can't control being an actor right mm-hmm. and, and they want to uh, how do i describe it and uh, it ends up you know if things when things go bad all these people are around you all these people your publicity people have real friends oh you're great no you're not bad at all though and suddenly with your make one or two three bad movies those people disappear and like little bugs, they go bite somebody else, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and because it's about the money. Out, because you know? If your ego is so big, if your ego is so big, they can't figure out it's me. Why not? The Lindsay Owen can't figure out it's her, right? And I was lucky enough to have kids. And, you know, with kids, they don't care. If you're playing Hamlet at night, I'm hungry. I want a boob. I want this, you know? And you have to be able to, to separate yourself from that. So, so for me, for having children made me a better actor, made me a, a better person. I, and, you know, I tell you, since being a, a dad, yeah. I am so much more emotional, which, oh, you know, which is good on some level if for being creative. Oh. But on another, I cry at the drop of a hat. Like oh, Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. You post things, actually. I was going to tell you, I love all oh. the things that you post on Facebook. But they're, you know, they could be funny. But you also post things that are touching. And I'm like, Oh, well, exactly. You know, I, I say bring up, bring up the what, bring up the Kleenex. I'm 60, 66, 67 years old, and I probably cry and laugh every day, which is good. And I think that's important because it means I still have sensitive, some, I have something in me, I still have feeling in me, you know? Yeah. Well, like you were saying about, you know, uh, being an actor and wanting to create, I think, I think humility is one of the key factors. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Because, I don't, anything I do, basically, here's my philosophy. Mm. I, I want to matter. I want to know that when I'm gone, 
that I made, hopefully made the world a little better, yes. whether it's by exactly, yeah. acting or music or this podcast, whatever. If I could make somebody's day a little bit better, my, you know, my day That's is right. made, you know, like. That's and, what it's all about. Yes. And if you're lucky, you're, you make friendships along the way with like-minded oh, people. Exactly. And you go, okay, so for example, I, a lot of people who've done the podcast have stayed in touch with me because again, like-minded people, and it's not about the show business, it's about the spirits, you know, yes. people that connect and they go, that's, that's why, that's what this is all about. It's great to talk about whatever, but if you can make a connection with another soul and it's sincere, yeah, that it's worth it. It's, you know, I remember working with um, Annabeth Kish, I think Annabeth Kish is that yeah, yeah. Annabeth Kish. And, and uh, when she was 12 years old, we did a movie together. That, uh, they called it the monkey movie. It was terrible. It was, it was a Walt Disney movie about a monkey who went to space. And then I worked with her again in dub, Double Jeopardy. And, uh, you know, we get some, so it was great. We could see each other again. And then um, I had called in for a day. Somebody got fired. And I had to learn all these lines on my way down to the set. And uh, I just re uh, replaced somebody on um, uh, Shrinkers. I was played a shrink. But Annabeth was there. It was great. And it was like, um, and we went out for supper. We talked about kids and everything. And I was looking at her and I was thinking, we're talking about, I know if we would know we would have been here. Like I saw you were 12 years old and here we are sharing something together. Yeah. And that's the great, the greatest things that can happen that do you, and I think that's friends you make in, in this business of being an artist. You don't see them maybe sometimes, you know, for 40 years, mm -hmm. but you're able to pick up exactly from where you are from the last time you were. Right. Because right. you say, okay, let's do the scene now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, and it's, that is a wonderful experience. You know, it's a, it's a great life. And I'll tell you, it, as much as social media can be a bad thing, it can also be, if you use it properly, it's a wonderful thing just to be able to keep in touch and to drop a note here and there. That's worth it. That's how I think it oh, should be used. I know the first time I met Don Davies, right, was yeah. on MacGyver. And he was the stand-in for, for right. Dana, right? Yep. And everything. And he would talk like this, I don't know about this acting <laughs> thing, Jay, but I don't know, you know. And first thing he starts, he starts acting, you know. And first thing, you know, next time we see him on Stargate, Jay Brazel, you know. You, know, you sound like my wife, really I tell you, my wife, and we talk, we did a couple of movies together. And he was such a wonderful man. He really know? was. I got, I, I just cried. When he died, when he passed away, it was, um, it was so hard. Yeah. You know, because yeah. he was just left. I just spoke to him and I said, well, he just went to the doctor and he said, oh yeah, I'm fine. The ticker's fine. He had had a heart attack before. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm just fine. And he found somebody new in his life that he loves. And then um, it was like a week later, I think we were saw an audition. He was passed away. And it's, it's, that's the hard part about what's well, the hard part about life. And it's a hard part by getting older. Yeah. That's uh, You know, you know, well, but we yet have, we he continues, the... right? He's still there. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's in Stargate universe. He's still alive. Yep. Right. Yeah, and, and loved Twin Peaks and loved a lovely man. I got to meet him. He he was so sweet. I, I would see him at um, before my, my son was born. My wife and I would go to Stargate conventions yeah, and yeah. he was there and we hit it off because, again, just a sweet guy. There's no arrogance about him. And he would see us in the lobby from, you know, he remembered us from the night before and he'd walk over. Good morning. How you doing? Exactly. How you folks? And we got talking. Well, the next year, yeah. he would see us and come running up to us, you know, and everybody's exactly. gathering around him because he's 
Don Davis, General Hammond. Yes. But yes. he sees us and goes, pardon me for a second. I see some friends of mine. He comes walking yes, over. Yes. Mac, how are you? And we're like, great, Don. Holy, you don't expect people to necessarily remember you. Yeah, with them. Exactly. You have a busy life. You're meeting hundreds of people. I mean, I could, I'm sure it's the same for you. With You know, you go on well, a set. He's a, he's a person first and an actor second, you know. And it was all about enjoy of, of, of life. And it, it was an uh, amazing man. And, you know, and that's why, you know, I, I remember when you go back, I was like to do twice to do a MacGyver, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was playing the bad guy. One of my friends who was supposed to be the guy below me, I was yelling at all the time, threatening to kill or something. Yep. Uh, Jerry Wasserman. Yep. He would always he plays the bad guys all the time. He kills more people. I don't know. And even people like me. So it was really amazing for me to actually be the head guy and to meet the guy who got rid of him. It was it was a it was a wonderful experience. You you work for those. Everybody talked about you got to work on the MacGyver show. It's great. Really? Everybody, you know. I mean that show ran for so long. Mm-hmm. And I, am I wrong about this? But Henry Winkler was. As produced partial was Henry Winkler yeah. was assigned a producer on it, right? Henry Winkler was the guy who picked yes. Richard Dean Anderson to be MacGyver because of yeah. they, you know what we can model MacGyver after this guy because yeah. you know Richard is so um, sincere and it, the way Henry Winkler tells it is you know there's guys in the waiting room to audition and they're big Italian muscle bound yeah. guys because yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to remember it's mid eighties so everybody yes, was exactly. muscle bound and tanned. Well, oh, Richard, yeah. you know, Richard comes in and he's just himself. He's wearing the exact same brown leather jacket that he wore on the show yeah. and <clears throat> auditions. And they went, wow, he's real. He's not acting. Exactly. He, he's just being himself. Let's do this guy. And the same thing with Stargate. If you get a decent person, you don't necessarily have to write for them. You kind of write about them. Yes. Right. right? And, and people identify with you. That yeah, guy's yeah. like a guy I know. He's like so and so. I'm like that guy. I'm, you know, Richard, you know, and <laughs> I can relate to that, you know. Absolutely. And that's, it's, you know, that, that's, that's what people, when they watch these things, you know. By the time you came on. It's funny, you know, because after that. I, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was funny because I, <laughs> it's funny because um, the, uh, uh, I did this thing called Dead Man's Gun. Which later on, I never got to meet Henry Winkler. Everybody I heard just great, wonderful stories about what a nice guy he was. And then I got to meet him and actually be in the and just act with him. Um, and the, it, he was such a nice guy. He was fabulous. You know, I had trouble getting down there. I said, "Well, no, you can come on the same uh, thing. I'm coming down. You can come. You can, I'll give you a ride down to set." And it was fine. It was great. And later on, um, uh, he, he phoned me up. Uh, me and I wasn't home. To, to thank me for, you know, being on the show. But he ends up talking to my wife for 20 minutes, you know, and it was, he's just like, was a, the night, he is the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, um, it's people like that, that that's why you were, you'll go anywhere for them. You'll do anything for them. It's like Stargate, you know, you do anything for them because uh, Stargate's like MacGyver is just something it became like the bonanza for me, you know, the show you always watched because you always enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was it always looked. And later on with Stargate, it looked just looked fantastic. I was watching a new movie, a science fiction movie every week, you know. Perfectly and that, said. It, it was all, all the people, Brad, and all those people who put those things together, the producers, they were always really wonderful and protective of what they were doing, you know. And that's why they ran so long. Right. I mean, 
Yeah. Well, I, I had um, Stephen Downing on. And, 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 you know, like you said, it starts at the top. And if you're good and you're sincere, everything else flows down. Just like they say crap runs downhill. Well, so does the yeah, good. Yeah. And these are good people who then a lot of them from MacGyver ended up shifting over to working on Stargate. Yes. And you go, there it is. They're all focused on the end product. And not yeah. egos. You know, it's not about it. I have to get credit That's for right. it. It's let me put out the best product I can. Exactly. All right. And the thing about them is you end up, you end up auditioning for these people again. It's not like you get mad if they don't hire you. You know, they have to hire. It's just that they, they, they're always waiting for something to come along. That When they told me about Stargate, was that they were, they were just waiting for, you know, it was, they, they knew that they practically designed it for me. They wrote it for me, right? Yeah, and you'll you do anything for people like that. You'll walk around with no clothes on if you have to, you know. And um, that's when the business is really great. That's when you're really proud of being in this business, Matt. Uh, to know to that there is really good people out there who are artists themselves, you know. Mm -hmm. Just, well, like, I mean, yeah. I'm often told that Richard Dean Anderson, because he became, they made him a producer. Uh, he he became yeah. like the producer on MacGyver uh, in the later seasons. And then when they were doing Stargate, they're like, well, you need to be one of the people in charge. So one of the things that he would do, I was told, was he would go, you know what? I remember that actor from MacGyver, and I oh, liked okay. him. Let's bring him. Like Don Davis got the part of General Hammond because they wanted someone who could have authority. And he goes, you know, I know a guy <laughs> who is a state oh, exactly. and kind of looks like my old boss on, on uh, MacGyver, so maybe we can get him. A smart idea, a smart, smart idea, you know. Yeah, um, it's funny, too. I, I apologize. There is a delay, I think, where I'm saying something, but it's coming to you like three seconds later. I apologize because you're in the middle of saying something, and it's cutting you off. So it's the it must be the, the distance. Nope. Don't worry, I'm married. I know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, I, one of the things you were saying, what did you, I heard you mention Tarantino. It, the, the line got interrupted. I'm, I was talking about Tarantino, about Tarantino remembering. He's the guy who remembers all these old guys from films and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like, in, you know, rejuvenating. It was a Robert Foxworth, or his, his, who was the lead in the... Um, Pam Greer, no, Pam. Greer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Jackie that was, Brown or something. Yep, Jackie Brown. Foxworth yep. or Foxworth, and and then again, he, another great actor, you know, mm -hmm. wonderful actor, and we're able to see these people again on film. Yeah. Bruce yeah. Dern, remember he was for the longest time, and now he's back there making movie after movie. Fabulous, you know. These, well, I think that's you were talking about how you know you worry about being forgotten. Yeah. I, I think it can happen, but I don't know because like, and again, not kissing butt when I say this, but you're, a, you're like you said, a recognizable character actor who yeah. hasn't just done a lot, but you've done a lot well. So like you were talking about doing the, your first appearance on MacGyver, you stood out because exactly of what you said, you had to stand up to Dana mm -hmm. and come off like authority. Like, it doesn't matter what you say, I'm still... You know, and you did it well because uh, for years after, even before you were on the second time, I remembered your characters being like, ooh, he's kind of a scary dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know. I, 
I think it can happen if you let it happen, but yeah. I think I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but you do you get do you have to audition a lot now or do people remember and just go, oh, get him? Um well it sounds it, it all depends. The director's a lot younger, you know. I was on a set recently where I was talking. I thought there was a grip. It turned out it was the director. I didn't even know, right? Uh, it, you know, it just happens that way. And people don't remember, but there are people like Tarantino and like that who just watch a lot of older stuff. And, you know, and sometimes it's, you're on a film, you know, when you're going on a film, you're, you're, the, the, it runs like itself, right? So you're, something breaks, so you're just filling in something, you know? You're part of a me mechanism that has to work this way, right? So you have to do two things. You have to be like, if it's an engine, you're part in the, and the old part broken, you're in the new part, but you're sort of a different kind of part, but you still got to make it work like an engine. But it doesn't mean when you had when you had things like Stargate or you had things like Supernatural or you had things like uh, uh, MacGyver, where they allowed you freedom to go a bit further say oh what well, you could try this or you can you can you can say something uh i could do that you know it's like when i read a script sometimes right i read it i know exactly what they want sometimes this is exactly what they want um but this can be happened i remember auditioning for something once and it the, the, the script said uh, he, he he screams he talks he's everything he says is almost like screaming so uh everybody going in there i could hear them through the door screaming 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 right yelling right so I said, forget it, you know, I'm going to try something different. I went in and I did the exact opposite of that, right? And, uh, you know, I wasn't able to scream, but I was able to be, to be different, right? And, and I'm sure I just got hired because they were tired of, 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 they were tired of people screaming, right? Yeah. So it's, it doesn't matter if you're going to um, uh, miss the Mississippi, it doesn't matter how you get there, as long as you get there, right? Mm -hmm. There's lots of ways to get to the Mississippi, you know what I mean? And you just have to know that, that there is options all the time. So a lot of times I'll go up to a director or something. I did more later, like, oh, you know, I can do it this way, the way you want it, but there's this other option. Um, do you want me to do, do an option of one to take this way? That way, when you're in the, in the later on, you know, two weeks or two months from now, when you're in the, the room, you need something different or something, you'll have it, you know. Right. And nine times out of 10, a director will say yes, yes, you know. Yeah. So that's my whole theory of um, acting is just, you know, there isn't just one way to do something, right? I agree. I'm, and, um, I, I sometimes there, agree. And you know, there's an actor yourself, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I've had, <laughs> I've had directors who, if you're lucky, because I have that same, like, it should be somewhat fluid with the script. You should go yeah, for, yeah. I'll do it with the way it's, it's written, but can I try something? That's perfect for me. But I've had... <laughs> I've had experiences where the director is no. You yes, are saying yeah, yeah. it exactly the way it's written. There's a see that dot dot dot. That means you pause for a half second. I don't want two seconds. I want a half second. And you're like, wow, you are sucking the joy out of this part for me. I know. That's where I think that the the, the best directors are the ones who are open to anything. I people I hear people talk about John Huston. John Huston never direct people, or or Clint Eastwood. You know, what do you do with you? Well, do what you feel is right. That's why you're hired, you, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, to do mm -hmm. your job, right? And that's why I, you know, I give people what they call options. And later on, sometimes I'll see the thing and they'll been so against now. And, you know, I'll try this thing anyway. I'm one to one take. So I'll find out they pick that take. 
right? You know, <laughs> so it works sometimes. And sometimes they're right. Because sometimes they have a thing in their mind and you go with it. Oh, now I know. You just never were explained to me, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, but but that's what you're there for. I mean, if you hire an actor, you're there to, you, to work on something together, right? Mm -hmm. To co-create this thing, right? Yeah. And sometimes they're not like that. They, they they just want to. They lose track of that, you know. I think that's that ego thing that comes in with the director. Goes, yes. no, I am in e charge. Nobody's taking this away from me. Yeah, where's my coffee? You know, exactly. Yeah, like like yeah. I will get credit for this, and the way he says that's because I told him to do it that way. Like, well, it becomes about power, right? Yeah, and that's how sometimes people get with acting. It's all about anymore. It's not even about doing the thing. It's all about who can make the most amount of money, who gets the best, uh, you know, who gets a bigger Winnebago, who gets the better, you know, the, the extras, you know. And it isn't about that. I mean, you know. Some of the best things I've ever done have been for free sometimes, indies, indies, because I believed in the script. I thought this would be a lot of fun. And when, you, when you're looking at a film, I mean, to me, a film is a cooperative, right? Right. right. The right. best films are films that are cooperatives, everybody working together like this. Mm -hmm. You know, seeing a producer picking up the cable sometimes when they're in a rush, that's an amazing thing. You don't see that, you know, very often. But you know when that's happening, you know that you're in, a, in, a, in the atmosphere of of being able to create together right you know do you um do you have a preference offhand for doing um plays musicals or film um film and plays are so totally different right yeah yeah just incredibly different it's exact one is so much about you know um the experience is so different. You know, I tell you, it makes it hard as, you know, you do a play. I remember playing Cyrano de Bergerac, which is one of my favorite, uh, got the big nose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three and a half hour play. You know? <laughs> I remember doing it like after two, two shows a day, you know, and, you know, at the end, you know, there's sword fights, there's this, there's that, you, know, you die finally. And at the end of the play, you come out and afterwards you have this amazing thing that happens where you've, you've spent an evening sharing somebody, like telling us, just like telling it. If you do your job right, you're telling a story to a friend, right? Mm -hmm. And you're there. In the end, you get to come out. And the people are there. They stand up or they don't, whatever. The people are there to thank you, right? The people, and that's what I'm there when I'm in the audience. I love it. I love you. That's why I'm clapping. That's why I'm standing to let you know we had a successful thing here. So they leave. I'm feeling great. I want to go and some party and I'll go up drinking all night long and they're leaving saying, and if I can, can their thought about my thing can be with them still. Like sometimes uh, I did a production called Danny in the Deep Blue Sea. It was just a really wonderful production. And I still meet people. I did this production 35 years ago and I still meet people on the street to say, I saw you in this production and it changed my life. It was the best thing I ever saw. So, wow. you know, and that's what kind of effect it had on them, right? Ooh. John Patrick Chanway play. And that's so good. It's something good. It turned out right for me. It means that it was great. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're in a, a musical, you have the incredible thing of, you know, getting an actor, you get to the point on, and you know this thing in a musical, you get to the point where you can't act anymore. You're working towards something. It's building, it's building, but where you just can't control this acting thing in you, where it breaks, turns into music. Mm -hmm. which takes it to a whole other level and use, uh, you know, mm -hmm. well, you my, can't my, up that by taking, you know, 
even by watching um you know um wicked when she uh, uh what's a great song at the end of it uh, yeah yeah wonderful I, songs what like i would like set, like what's his name in a sit down you're rocking the boat yeah where you're out there whether you're, dan- you're ma- dancing inside and you're just you know in, and you it know. builds everybody it builds, i, love, it builds, I builds. love when other people now you're you know the, it, you're singing it but now here comes the second wave the muppets were oh, great. Yeah, exactly exactly the muppets used to do this on the muppet show all the time where all oh, of yeah. a sudden now the chorus of other voices come in and you feel it through your whole soul and you you never want it to end oh there's um uh now you're everybody out there it's a play called Candide, and the big song at the end of the show is Make Your Garden Grow. So everybody who's listening, if you're into musicals, just sit down, turn up your stereo, and listen to this song at the end. And I assure you, I don't know how religious you are, but it is like being in heaven. Right. Because it just takes you right there. And and that is the same thing with, with these great things you get to do sometimes. And luckily... Uh, now that's what I get to do. When you're on a film set, you work hard at doing the same thing. You work hard, you work hard, work hard, work hard, hard. But you don't have an audience there for comedy laughing. You don't have that other stuff cheering you know, the, with you, right? Mm-hmm. You are working for this aperture, right? <laughs> yeah. Which no matter how much you try, how hard you try, or whatever it is, uh, it's still this thing that's up there, you know? Yeah. Not only that, is you can be the most beautiful ma- man and woman in the world. But if this thing can suddenly make you look ugly, you know, there are women who are beautiful, like just classically beautiful, but you put them on the screen and some of the, because of the shadows in their face, the right. way it's constructed, it doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. And then there are women who are quite plain or men, the same thing. You put this on there and suddenly this thing becomes right and the most amazing thing you've ever seen in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you do this, right? And you... um so when you go home at night, you just can't do anything. You've just given so much that you can do is look at lines and everything and work together. And hopefully, hopefully you're building art. And hopefully in the end, if people like it or don't, right? And the payoff, I think, I think the big difference is the payoff comes later, if at yes. all, right? Like, well, like I said, the payoff is that everybody sees it. It's great. And it always is great. And when you're feeling down, down, you're not getting hired or anything, you can do, go out to your, pull out that old VHS, turn it on, and there you are in that scene. Yeah. And you say, God, I did. That was right. That was cool. And it will always be right. But <laughs> there are times when you look at it and go, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I don't need to I watch this again. <laughs> oh, I knew it was going to be a bad date, but I went on anyway. Because I said, what's, what's the worst thing? <laughs> but that's a great thing and all actors famous actors should every once in a while you know look back at their stuff and say yes i can fail mm-hmm. and that's all right mm-hmm. that's cool because you learn so much by failing right you know well did you do you say you played guitar oh yeah i play guitar yeah i used to i started off playing as a i was a uh, in a band i quit school and joined a band and then later on, I, uh, you know, um, doing a lot of stuff and old tunes together, you know, everything was on the radio. And then I thought about, I want to, I, you know, I'm going to be a folk singer. I'm going to sit here and do like Leonard Cohen songs and make, make 
where people just depress the shit out of them. Sorry, you know, play nothing but A minors and E minors. Name <laughs> is Leonard Cohen. The song goes like this. It'll make you depressed. You know, yeah. So I wrote, wrote something. I started doing I went to, um, and then, like I said, I started, uh, I never, I finally went to actors. I went to a place, some, somebody wanted me to do a play. And I, before that, actually, I went into this acting place. And so I want to act. I said, I don't know anything about acting, but I want to act. And I said, is this a good place to go to act? And he said, yes. Here's this hammer. Here's those nails. See those people working over there? Go over there. Help build that set. Act like a carpenter. Go. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I learned. But, and watch. And watch. And everything I learned, I learned by watching. A hmm. uh, fellow gave me my big, big was a guy called Leonard, uh, Len Carew, who um, was the, the original Sweeney Todd. Hmm. And he saw me in a play and he cast me in three small roles in Cyrano de Bergerac. So I played th these things and I would watch him play Cyrano de Bergerac every night, you know. And it was incredible for me because uh, uh, an evolution of the way life turns out, I was able, oh, I one time, I was performing, asked to go perform in uh, Pittsburgh. Are you from Pitt uh, Pittsburgh? No, no. Scranton. Scranton, Scranton. Pittsburgh. And uh, they had a three, the Three Rivers Shakespeare Festival. Something happened like at the last moment, uh, a guy dropped out. It was, um, I think, what's his name? Who was the lead in Amadeus? Oh, really? Yes. To, uh, he was going to play uh, Cyrano. At the last moment, and they need somebody. And somebody remembered me because they saw me in Stratford here in some play or something. And uh, so I sent them a tape. There wasn't even a film audition. I sent them a tape on the cassette. <laughs> and I, I was hired to go there. And uh, I played Cyrano. Wow. And for me, it was like a way of going totally around, all the way back to that same time. You know, remember what watching Lynn Carey, what he did, and just, and then being, except I wasn't watching more. I was the guy. And after that, I did Cyrano about another two or three times. And it was just for me, that was life was just all about, was able to, you know, I was able to do that, you know. Was it Tom Hulse? Not Tom Hulse. It was, um, oh, God, Mar Mar Maury, Maury something. Oh, Sam, I'm trying to look it up here. He won, an ask, he won the Oscar for uh, Saudi Ari. Hmm. I, oh, I can't. Well, yeah, somebody will yell at you. It's so, it's so <laughs> Um, well, hey, when it's when it's uh, MacGyver Stargate stuff, he's in I'm Homeland. On. Yeah, he's oh, in Homeland. Okay. Huh. One of the actors. Um, well, the reason I mentioned about playing guitar is because it it ties in with what you're saying about yes. you know I my wife and I I I'm a, a singer songwriter too, and my wife oh, and I excellent. have we have a band. Well, like I play guitar okay. and I sing lead, she sings harmony. Well, excellent. But but I bring it up because it's addicting to have that moment when, you know, same thing like a musical where you, if you do it right, and it drives me nuts that people don't, if you're yeah. going to perform a song, do it right or don't do it at all. Give it your all a yeah. hundred, whether it's my own song or Whatever. like, yeah, yeah. I love Harry Chapin. Talk about yes, people. Harry who, Chapin, incredible. Right? Stories. And amazing. But if you're going to do it, you have to do it exactly the right way because like you said it's a story you're gonna sing you're gonna hear happy stuff you're gonna hear sad stuff exactly. you're gonna all in one song it's a journey and, you have and to, yeah you're right you're right, right yeah. and if you play it right you feel that you've gone through that journey yourself and w when you strum that last chord ah, i feel yeah. 
I've done it. And you can't do any more. And the audience, if they're paying attention, which typically they are, are in there with you. They're, they're in that moment. Okay. And they're like, okay, wow, we, we just came in for a coffee. I didn't, okay. And then you go, exactly. if you like that one, here's, and you know, I've, <laughs> I can exactly. go for hours because like it's, it's that adrenaline. Like I want, you want that? Yeah. I want more of that. Let's, let's keep that soul. It really is. It's a soulful thing. Well, you remember the first time you bought an album or the first time you heard, um, you know, the first time I heard Led Zeppelin, I was in a record store and they, somebody put it on and wow, I was just taken away. You know, love, 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 passing through your ear mm -hmm. coming up the next love. The other <laughs> and I, you were there, right? That was what music can do that, right? It's supposed to, yeah. Something. And when you write something, you, you're saying, I'm sharing this with you. It's a personal thing. I'm sharing it. It's, I'm on this journey. Take this journey with me, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I find it to be, uh, <laughs> thankfully, with anything, I'm typically my own worst critic. So if I'm writing something, mm -hmm. I'm really hard on myself because I, you have to write. Uh, words are not a problem. I could write words, no problem. But mm -hmm. you have to come up with an original tune. Yeah, like something yeah. that nobody's ever heard and something where somebody's not going to go, wait a minute, you stole that from... Well, exactly. Be, you know. Yeah, that sounds exactly like Paul McCartney. Boy, yeah. you're really good. You know. Can't do that. Well, that people that's you know, exactly when you go. No, it sounds nothing like Paul McCartney. <laughs> no. Well, it's funny too because like I'll, I'll listen to a riff on something, for example, Harry yeah. Chapin. I go, I like that, and I'm going to kind of use that in the beginning, but yeah. then after a couple bars, I need to change it because I don't want to rip off somebody. Oh well, you know, the first time I heard Taxi. Yeah. I was just utterly amazed. I was talk about a like watching a, a with the whole story in my mind. Yeah. It was like exactly. And luckily, when we when I first grew up, well, you know, there was no videos, right? Right. So the way I saw or heard your song, the way it went to me was such a personal thing, right? You know, mm -hmm. in some ways that killed music, in a sense, when everybody said you fell in love with the video of something right. rather than the song itself, you know. Yeah, and that's why just playing guitar or something by yourself, sing a song, and just you're just presenting this, right? Sometimes it, you know it's not right. I mean, I, some songs have taken me like six years. I'll write the beginning of something, six years. I'll look at something and I'll put it back. Finally, it all it made sense, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, it's also it's um, I'll say that my kids, you know, the only thing that saved me in life was my guitar because um. I would stay at home and I'd bang the shit out of that thing and I would play music and I would write things, right? I didn't go hang around the 7-Eleven or all these stores or, you know, and they got involved in drugs and stuff like, well, not drugs, but later, but still uh, that, um, that saved my life, right? Mm. That's why one of my kids, when they were growing up, I didn't care what you do, stop soccer or anything. You're not stopping to play piano. I said, well, whatever. and they both had 10 years and both now music is such a part of their life. Mm -hmm. Because I know it is such a great conquer, you know, especially if you're an artist or something where you can't even do your art. You're you an actor makes it hard for you because you got you got to be in something else, and you're saying somebody else's lines in something, you know, until you write, right? You're saying somebody else's lines, no matter what. You're stu you're doing it great and everything, but still, it's not totally part of you. But when you're writing something, you're writing a play, you're writing a script. When you're writing a song. It is all about you and is how you feel about something. This is my thing. And it, it tremendously helped my kids' lives. And I wish 
that, you know, they're always trying to take away these programs like guitar and, and drama and everything in school. But, you know, those are the exact things you need. And they, you know? they, they pay off for the rest of your life. Exactly. Like, like exactly. my daughter's learning piano and my, my son, I'm teaching him guitar. Right. And my daughter, who, by the way, is nine well, she could sing harmony with me. I didn't teach oh, her. Wow. It's that a natural incredible. thing that she got from. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna credit her mother. I, I start singing and I look, and my little girl singing the harmony to the song that I'm singing. I'm like, she's then, amazing. And she goes, "Am I?" I'm like, "Yeah, yes, you are." <laughs> and why? You know? That's because that's part of you. Yeah. And, right? Yeah, and her mother, because her mother can find the harmony in in anything. Like I'm a, I'm strong. I could sing lead. I could sing anything. I I don't have a limit to my range, thank God. But her, she'll find something on the piano naturally. Like you know how some people are just naturally yes, able to yeah, find something. Just hear it, yeah. And yeah. she goes, "Bing, there it is." And she'll sing once she hears it once. I'm like, my daughter now has that, and I'm, it's like a oh, wow. Incredible. Almost like a mutant ability, but I love it. And I'm thinking it's the greatest gift you could bring your children. It's yeah, the greatest gift, and keep nurturing that. And like you said, it's for whether it's music or acting or or drawing uh, or anything. It's it's. I always say this, and I think you'll agree. It's not about me. I feel like I am doing the service for the product, whether it's the role or it's the song. Like if I sing a song, I'm not going to half hiney it. You either do it right or you don't. Do so every time I sing, I'm giving it my absolute, like as though it's the best version I could do. Yeah. And then once that's done, move on to the next song and do it again. Yes, yes, yeah. So many people don't, and it drives me nuts because I'll see whether it's a local performer who got a, you know, they're playing yeah. at a bar or I can go down a, a, an avenue of, people in the business who I go, how did they get, they don't deserve where they're at because they don't have the range or whatever, you know, and it drives me nuts because I'm, I know I'm a very tough critic, but if somebody could break through to make me go, yeah, I like them. I'm with them forever. Well, it's like, it's like things changed when they autocorrect. You know? The auto tune. Like, the, the, the things are made like, um, Music is made like just bundles of bundles of bundles. Like they used to do tons of movies, like the just little slaughter, slaughter movies, all these kind of movies, all the same movies. It's like, you know, it's like the city. But here's the situation I am with films now, right? When I was growing up, there were all these movie theaters and each of them showed a different film. Mm -hmm. And you had all these choices and you were, it was incredible. Now there's all these movie theaters. There was, was all the theaters, but they're all showing the same six movies. And they're always pointing you to where they want you to be, you know. And now Disney owns this. Everything, it's, it's all these things that are happening, right? So you can't discover anything by yourself anymore. That's why I say go back to the 70s. Start, you want to learn about acting and things? Learn how they were doing things, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. my, when my they, they, those movies came out of, because they didn't know, I mean, Hollywood was failing them. They were making these big blockbuster musicals that nobody wanted to see. They didn't know, you know, yeah. you know. And because the, the Vietnam War was on and everything. So they gave these guys, a, here's a million bucks, make a movie, right? And that's where you, all these other bring, uh, movies started coming out, you know, that, which I just love, you know, mm -hmm. going back to every once in a while, you know. And it's, it is an art, right? I mean, it is, you know. And boy. If you're smart enough to notice that, I think so, yeah. I mean, yeah. I appreciate people who appreciate that type of thing. 
And so many people don't. And I I feel like, you know, like I'm sitting next to certain people going, don't you see how great that little subtle thing is that he just did? That means so much in that moment. And they're like, no, I didn't. What? I'm like, oh, it infuriates me. Whereas my son, who's he's 12 now, he's already like a deep thinker. He'll be he'll watch something and have like his own analysis of it or like with music. He said to me one time, he goes, hmm. I don't, I don't get it. I said, what? Cause I've, I've taught him to appreciate mm-hmm. people who could play an instrument, people who can sing, you know, people who write their own songs. Well, then he sees like, yeah. he's like, yeah, I like Sinatra that you've played for me. And I like Dean Martin, but why they don't play an instrument. I said, bud, let, let me, let me help you out. These are guys who are hired just because of their voice. They had to be so good and so in control with their melody and pitch that, that you know, they'll put a band behind a guy. But these guys were so yeah. unique. And nowadays, he goes, well, why don't we have that now? I said, exactly. But, you know, they were starting to do that in musicals, right? They started to add singing from off stage, you know, like to add to the existing singing. There was a scene, I forget, in, in the Phantom of the Opera, I heard that. Somebody told me that, well, you know, he's not seen because you can't possibly do because of the money's mask he's wearing in here. You can't get it all out. So we have to put in that song, you know, mm-hmm. and that to me just takes everything away, you know? Yeah. I mean, a song is a song. You're looking at what people of hundred years ago, listen to the folk songs that were just set there. We suddenly start singing those shanties, you know, eyes by the bills of boat, eyes by the sails, all the stuff. You didn't even have, but you had song, you right. had story. You know, and that's why you look back and you look at MacGyver and you look at Stargate. When you think about going back there, going you're going back to the time that you first saw these things and, you know, those first movies that you, that this thing you really loved, you look forward to all the time, you know? Yeah. And the reason these things were so good because they always were story first, right? It was right. the story and then it was all the rest of the people coming together to present the story, just like, uh, the stories that used to, to, to sit around on the table at, at supper time and and talk about and all those things. And, and hundreds of years ago is when they're in caves, you know, the guy would mm-hmm. tell the story of how uh, he gets, almost got killed by a dinosaur. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, we have to, and that that's art to me. That's what is important. Mm-hmm. And that's what creating these things is, is so important. And the moment you take something and see someone says, hey, this is great. You know, you see that with some early people, folk people and other people. Suddenly they got a different kind of producer and they try to change things. I remember they even did that with the Beatles, and, you know, mm-hmm. and it didn't work, right? Right. They're just, you. we all need art in our, our life in some way. We all need, you know. What? And that's why these films, like I said, the MacGyver, while we keep on watching, when we go back there again, it's also nice to return. It's soothing, actually, you know, to oh, get sure. back there. And that's why sure. people like yourself who are doing this thing are great because we're, we're tricking into our memory. The times when we used to enjoy every week watching what MacGyver would get stuck in, in the same thing that we know, but we liked it, you know. And they're also, it's there, and I could say the same for Stargate, uh, as MacGyver and Stargate as examples, they're timeless and in, it, with MacGyver in particular, it's still so inspirational. 
Oh, you know, yeah. like you're not watching it going, oh, let's do some nostalgia. Well, it's not about nostalgia. There's a very. Or they're not looking for the bad stuff. You don't look for the things that went wrong and the things are really crazy. You're looking at the, just the feeling of being there. It's, it's that very current electricity that makes it timeless. And that way, it, you know, I'll watch this. You know, it could be 100 years later. You'll still go, man, this is this stands out. You know, it's like that yeah. restaurant that made the best salmon buns you ever had when you were 15 years old and you can go back there and the place is still there. And sometimes, sometimes the place doesn't even know what salmon buns are, but they still make them the exact same way and they still taste as good. And yeah. boy, oh, boy, does that feel good, you know? And I think it's it, I, honestly you're talking about the thing that makes art well when it's done well, I think, is the sincerity. I think that that yes. has to be yes. your foundation of anything. And I and exactly. you and I could use examples of where that wasn't there, so there's no foundation, so it, the art isn't there. It just became something that yeah, was produced, yeah. right? Do you um? I know like the kind of person you were too, like uh, those guys, uh, Richard, right? You identify with him. He was like your older brother. He was that, and it's it's comfortable. It's like for me, bonanza, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's like bonanza. Always watching bonanza, you know. You're just drawn towards it. It made you feel comfortable, and it was it was it was beautiful. Yeah. Now we always want to change things. We always want things. You you know you see something in a series that's going really well, and you start to watch and say, "No, they changed. Why'd they kill them off? Why'd they do that?" Well, we need to make it people watch more. You know. Sometimes just leave the thing the way it is. Agreed. You know? Agreed. And it's funny too because I say we're we're in such a great. Like I'm a, I'm a I'm a superhero guy. Like I love comics. I read comics, and so yeah. anything that that goes into that genre, oh, there you go. I love. Oh, well, you were wow. in Watchmen, so you know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, I, we should just be happy with oh, all yeah. the abundance of things we're getting. And you go online, and people, oh, what was your what was the Marvel movie that was the worst of all of them? Why are you even thinking like that? Oh, yes. There's so much. There's so. I know. These are movies that couldn't have been done 10 years ago, and now we have them. Let's just rejoice and be glad. And let's not try to control them. Yeah. Let them be what they want to be. Let them, you know. Exactly. Enjoy the journey. Exactly. You know, yeah. yeah. Enjoy and the journey. And maybe it'll inspire them to contribute themselves like you, exactly. you, you know, besides acting, you like to be creative. You like to write, you play guitar. Well, exactly. These, exactly. Are the th these are all the things that when I'm dead and gone, I want people to remember about me. And I yes. hope, you know, I hope people remember and I made a difference, you know, there is an artist in everybody. Yeah. And you just have to let it come out, you know, mm -hmm. in any way it is. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's just even the way you write. You believe that you in the written word, and it, everybody's mind looks like a drunk chicken on ice because I'm so terrible. But you know the curse of writing, and be able to write, and that's how it is for you. That's the one thing you, as an artist, that you're able to do, or you're able, or you're cooking your things. Just yeah. you know, it's important, especially in this pandemic. You know, I say, stay away from the blockbusters. Watch some of those old films, mm -hmm. and see how, you know what there was in there. Why we watched them. How they made us feel, you know, you know, like you said, with your kids teaching guitar, you know, yeah, you can't, I always tell people, you want to learn to play guitar, yeah, buy ukulele. <laughs> because, you know, in the first part, I mean, I, I quit when I, in the beginning, because my fingers were, you know, I was scared, ow, ow, ow. Mm -hmm. But in ukulele, it's four strings, you walk around there, wherever you go, you pick it up, everything. My wife, during the pandemic, she always wanted to play an instrument, she's learned to play guitar. 
So that's wonderful. You know, yeah, we have this time now at home, you know, so creating <laughs> is art, right? You know, honestly, God, and look, it's like you, the share we're sharing, what we're sharing here. We're sharing the old times, right? Yeah. About what we believe was right. What we believe is still good, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you don't forget all that stuff. You, you like don't. you like you said, watch the old movies. Like I had my kids watch um, Laurel and Hardy the other day. Oh yeah. Which you, I think, I think as a rule, and see if you agree. But when you're 15, by the time a, a kid is 15, they should start exploring beyond what is right in front of them. Go yes, back yeah. and watch like you you know the older stuff. Watch the T N the T yeah. N T movies or the you know Turner classic movies. Watch Laurel well, and Hardy. Yeah. What because you appreciate the hard work and the comedy, of course. But just to do the comedy was such oh. a physical thing. The timing well, had I, to be perfect. I remember, and I get a, a lot of this because um, there's a lot of um. Uh, politicalist now in comedy, but you can't say that you can't do this and everything. One of my favorite films of all time was The Party with Peter Sutton. I just adore Peter Sutton. Yeah, he was great. Mm. And now that's the kind of film you could never do now, but it is the kind of film that you should take an actor like Dev Patel or something and redo it mm-hmm. and bring a new version of The Party out. But if you watch that show, you have a, a Indo-Canadian or Indo-American playing the lead, right? Mm. Which you never saw. Man, now mind you. He was, it was Peter Sellers, right? right. Now, this was the 60s, but you had a positive character. And it was, uh, it was like watching those old Laurel and Hardy things and everything. And it, was, it is so funny. It is so amazing. And he was so amazing as an actor, you know. And there are other people who are into Canadians, into Americans now, who are comedians themselves who could do that same thing and who are doing it now mm-hmm. in, in films and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But, but now is not the time to so say you can't say that. You can't take away Dr. Seuss books. You can't, you know, you you can't sing. Um, uh, it's not uh, the what's the name of the thing? It's a rape song now. Was it the? Oh Baby yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside, Baby, it's right? cold you know? outside. I love Dean Martin's version. That's my favorite version. My daughter, right. by the way, for years, and I, she, we do it together because I'll, yes. do, you know, she'll sing the first part and I'll do the second exactly. part. Exactly. And and when once that started with the oh that's that's a rape song. No, it's not. Well, then change it around. Have the woman start saying, baby, it's cold outside, right? Right. And then right. doesn't become a rape song anymore, whatever way you want it. But the, that is, is something that you can't do this. You can't say this. You can't do that. We can't. And we have to watch ourselves, you know. And you know, bad things are happening. Um, people have done bad things, maybe. Uh, and they've, they've suffered and they've gone to jail for them, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Artist. You have to separate the artist, what the artist does. And who the person is, right? Mm-hmm. If that person has gone to jail and he's run, he's done this thing, he's done his time, it shouldn't reflect that his art was is not should not be seen ever and ever again. Right, you know? right. It's that cancel culture mentality. Well, you that we're in the means you cancel all these people who are actors out there. You're canceling all the shows that person did, and they're not getting residuals anymore. They can hardly find work anymore, and you're taking money away from them. You're doing all these things. You're canceling it out, and you have to relook at everything as it is right exactly. don't separate the person who is it, what the person does the art he does and what he may have done mm-hmm. right yeah well think about like we have to watch out what's the uh uh the the uh, it's a great it's a cliche saying but for a good reason those who forget the past are doomed to repeat it well if you try yeah. to wipe out everything that happened in the past you're not going to be reminded not to do yes. it again just yes. understand bad things happened Maybe things that, you know, like you said, 
movies can't be made the same way they were then, but they had their place. You know, you might go, ooh, that's a little uncomfortable to watch. You should be able to feel that uncomfortableness. Well, Gone with the Wind. It's, I remember so it's one of the worst. I can stand Gone with the Wind, right? And But it is, you know, racist, all that stuff. But it is a time of what people saw, how it was, right? That's like saying you can't do, you can't say the Holocaust anymore. No, say the Holocaust. Talk about the Holocaust. Yeah. Talk about the th- bad things. Talk about George, what's his name, dying in the street. Black Lives Matter, all this stuff. Talk yeah. about that stuff. Don't try to change them and say the white mother they don't happen and you know exactly well yeah i mean like you said there there has to be a balance there has yes, to be yes. you know you don't have to be wow that was loud um <laughs> but my <laughs> computer made a noise um there has to be you have to acknowledge it and then you have to go all right am i going to complain about something or am i going to do something yes yes Can, and granted you know you have to know your limit as to well, how much you can do, but yes. do it, but do be positive. Don't, don't yes. keep repeating the negative, do something to make it better. And sometimes you have to go too far this way. I believe me too movement, go so far this way to be able to pull it back and rein it in saying, no, we're just getting somewhere else. We have to be able to find those things, find the middle ground, right? Yeah. yeah. Or otherwise you comedy, you, you comedy is in the, hands of the person who's being funny right they know sometimes they go too far maybe mm-hmm. in their people's eyes right the people's lives i remember doing a, a, a play once about the goat it was about this person who actually is in love with actually in love you know sexually with a goat edward alby one of the best playwrights ever known you know and uh there were people in the audience who were just shocked that it was happening and people were laughing themselves silly right it but that's what he wanted, I think, to do, you know? Yeah. And we just have to keep our, you know, and you don't have to go to, you don't have to like this person, but don't jump on this person. So you can't say that. You can't. First thing you know is nobody will, they'll start to second guess themselves on every single thing. I mean, right. I can't say this is not funny. And you're not, you're not being an artist anymore, you know? Again, it's that sincerity, but also yes. be a good person. Whatever yes. you do, do it well. Uh, I remember, I don't know, again, I'm bringing up Harry Chapin. He, he had made us a comment one time about at the end of the day, when you put, when your head hits that pillow, yeah. did I do so, did I add to the world today or did I take away from it? Yeah. You know, was I, did I succeed or did I steal from happiness? Yeah. 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 I, that's a great philosophy to live by. Yes. Because at the very least, you know, there's people in the world who unfortunately are not as artistic as ourselves or yeah, yeah, don't yeah. try. But you know what? At least they're not taking from the world. Yes. Where there are people who are in the spotlight who might take or they bring negativity with them to yes. what they do. They're pop. Hey, they're famous. They're making money. But are you really putting out good into the world? It's sad. And you can't change overnight. Right. It can't be done. And so you have to change tomorrow. <laughs> the more you can, you know, you can never, do, you know, wear red again. Red now means it's scary to people and people are complaining to me. And the time they see red, they freak out. You yeah. know, you can't, it's a, it's a, it's a process. I mean, the issue of Black Lives Matter and all that and everything. Mm-hmm. You've got to say, you know, for years we've been doing this thing wrong. Yeah. We've got yeah. to get it right. Now it's not going to be changed tomorrow, but we have to know that now is the day we change. We start to change right, right? yeah and you see the world you know 
And it always starts with, well, I was thinking about this with relationships. You know how you always see these people who go into a relationship and it didn't work out. The person was great, but it didn't work out. Okay. But anything starts with you. Everything, before you make a connection with somebody, how are you? Are you a good person? Are you being the best person you could be? Yeah. And then from that, it funnels out. So hopefully, and I tell this to my kids, if you're a good person and a leader, not a follower, yeah. you will stay the course and good people will come into your life. Yeah. Good people will, and the bad people will go, ooh, and they'll kind of go off to the side. You might still have to deal with them through life, but they're not going to gravitate towards you. And yeah. that's how you get good a good spouse, that's good right, friends, right. good career opportunities. Like you just, you know, you're saying yes. they remembered you from MacGyver, brought you into Stargate. You know, yeah. That's success. No matter what financially or um, for the world to know, you've succeeded as a person. Sometimes, you know, I think you get hired just because you're a nice person. The people like you and they want you around people around them who just believe in them and everything and that's what it's all about it's like a marriage i mean a movie right yeah you can't if you're going like this you just have to try to find a way to live together and you as much as you can until you can't anymore mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. or you're not willing to but you know this is what the world is we've got to learn to live together my god and this pandemic is a, is a great example of how that we should be doing that now thinking about it you know how the, because we're all the whole world fighting against the one thing that is killing us, right? Honestly, like, I, hey, I'm stuck at home. Okay, I'm exactly. not. Dig, I'm not digging ditches. I'm not, you know, breaking rocks in a quarry. I'm okay. I can. I can sit in my house for a year. I'm not going to complain yeah. if it saves somebody's life. Fine, you oh, know. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it, talking about uh, uh, having a good reputation, you reminded me the first play. You'll appreciate this. I was a teenager. They were doing my local uh, theater was doing trying to think of what it was. It was either Charlotte's Web or it was no, it was a spoof um, musical comedy thing called Don't Count Your Chickens Until They Cry Wolf. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I was up for that part. (laughs) Here I am. I'm a teenager. I didn't tell anybody. I just rode my bike down to the theater. Yeah. I walked in. I said, I don't know. I, I, I thought I would try out for what you need. I don't know what you need. Well, they said, do you sing? I said, all the time. Okay. So I sang a little, uh, read a couple of the lines. I got the lead, and then I got like three other parts because they were like little short sketches yeah. Yes. with one overarching sort of uh, story. Well, I thought, okay, cool. All right, good. And then when I went back, they remembered me, so I didn't even have to audition. I walked in, they're like, ooh, are you here for this? I went, uh, yeah. yeah, good, you got it. I'm like, well, well I don't even exactly. know what the part exactly. is. But like you said, if you have that goodwill, it works out better than you can even plan. That's the thing. You can't plan when things are going to go your way. You could just try yeah. and do good, and you know that worked out well for me. I tell I mean, my how awful it is for the people, kids in school who work, who, who for, practice for six months on something, a fiddle on the roof or something else like that or whatever it is. And then somebody complains, you can't do that. They can't do that part. They can't do this. And, and you can't put that on or something, you know, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's horrible. You, you, 
luckily for places like that, for school things like that, for the, the amateur theater groups and everything, because those are where you start. It's a, your grounds for art and finding what your art is all about. And you might only spend your whole life doing amateur theater. Right. But that life is better than having nothing at all, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it makes you, I don't know, I think art makes you a better person. Is that, is that, that's that wrong oh, to say? Oh, no, that's 100% that's correct. I it has to. Great. I mean, like I said, it, if you're a good actor, great. If you're a good yeah. person, that'll come through in whatever part you play, which is yeah. why when you hear stories or see people who are in the spotlight not yeah. behave well, you go, you're, yeah. you're going against what art is supposed to be. Art is a good, yeah. happy, yeah. you know, like you said, makes you a better person because you're with the like minds. You're with the, the, the good people, yeah. that the people that are trying to achieve something beyond themselves. Why, why would you not? Yeah. It's like, you know, somebody says, come on over. We're having a meal. We're sharing a meal with you. Love that. And you invite Love it. And you come. You have the best meal ever. And you get to know me. The people like you. And you enjoy the people. And you go around, the th you go around each person. And eventually comes your and it's your turn to share the meal. Right? And that's what it's all about. Because yeah. you enjoy that. You, it's positive And it's, it's, it becomes part of your life. I love that you said that because I've... I've tried to bring this up with people, and I think it gets overlooked a lot. Just the simple act of sitting down with a person and sharing a meal, I think that mm -hmm. gets lost. I think that I think it used to mean something a thousand years ago, oh, yeah. right? Because you were breaking bread, as they say. Well, that means something. That that was a that was a religious experience. Yeah, yeah. And it should still be your 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 sharing space, sharing your quiet moments with another soul. Because I think it isn't about the meal. Now, the first thing people say is that, well, what are you serving? <laughs> what are we having? <laughs> Look, uh, I don't like that. Can we have this? It's all become just about the meal. But that's not. It's about sharing an experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. And breaking bread together. And that's, you know, it's almost a religious experience. Whatever you are. We don't care if you're Jewish. We don't care if you are. What you believe in. If you're an atheist. We're just coming together to talk together, right? Yeah. You know? And common ground. And as long as you're mature people, it doesn't become a problem. Yeah. Do you think, in it's particularly in this particular time about life, you you just got to do things. Um, I was in the uh, buying some of my groceries the other day. I think of buying one thing. I think it was a bag of carrots or something. And a woman in front of me, she was really nice talking to me. And then she went up, and then I guess she bought her her son gave her a Visa card and everything. And I guess she was nervous about using it and everything. She and then she they give you three tries on it, and then they cancel it. Right, you can't oh. use it anymore. And everything, she was just really upset and everything, you know. Uh, well, and I, I said, um, I'll pay for it. You know what? And no, you can't. I'll, I'll phone up my son. I'll pay for it. No, I'll pay for it. Mm -hmm. All you got to promise me to do is that you'll do something else for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it was so simple, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's something you can do, right? Yeah. It's well, like sharing. Sharing this world. It's like, it's like sharing this play. Sharing this thing. I mean, it's what? It's like I'm doing with you now. I'm sharing experience. We're sharing it to other people. And uh, we're hoping that they like this thing and it's making them remember the good times of watching this show and the people that were on it. Yeah, it, the ripples uh, in the water. Like, exactly. like I always talk about, you know, MacGyver is so um, influential because it does just that. It goes, yeah. you can be more. Uh, where there's life, there's hope. Yes. You know, and that 
that is ripples in the water. If you do something good or it inspires you, use it. Become a better person. Both Don't of ever things, stop. Stargate and both um, MacGyver about that, about yeah. getting out of the banner and about being able to, to survive and to help each other. You know, they were great, you know. Yeah. That was the, that was the most successful things, I think. Well, I'll tell you, your uh, Facebook page is a good example of that for me too, which is why I couldn't. Well, that's to talk what to you. my my thing is for sharing. That's with like conversations, you know, meet people down there. You you just saying, I think this is this is what makes me laugh. I hope it makes you laugh. This is what makes me cry. I hope this makes you cry because it's good to cry. Yeah, and then laugh about it afterwards. Well, I'll, I'll, a lot of times I'll share what you post because I'm like, this is inspirational. Jay posted something really beautiful. I'm going to put it on the, the group page, the MacGyver group well, page. That's what we do. That's exactly what we do. That's exactly why I put them up there. Yeah. Somebody shared it with me. I have to stuff it in. I don't look for it. They just find, land on my thing and sit in the, I share it with everybody else. It's passing it on. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like paying for the, the lady who could get left her wallet at home. You know, That's all passing it on, right? Absolutely. And it's inspiring. I'm telling you, again, I, I mean it sincerely. I You're inspirational. And I knew that for years without even getting to talk to you because I, I would see, you know, your uh, either your interviews or I'd see what you post on Facebook and go, I like him. I connect with him. I want to know that guy. I got to get him on the show. And then I thought, I, you know, oh. I've, I've been doing this a few years and I thought, and what? I know he's always busy because you are, thank God. Uh, always working out. Thought I gotta reach out to him. I hope I'm not a pest. So I was thrilled that oh, you. Oh no, were... not at all. No, no, no. I think that's good, and I think you should be good. And it's like, yeah, fellow artists, right? Yeah. And that's what it's all about, you know. Facebook thing get a bit bad sometimes. They get the guy runs up to you, backs you, batches you over the head, and then runs off and hides. <laughs> you know where he is, right? That's true. They, there are people like that, and you just gotta say no, no. You're full, you know. Yeah. Or I got in big fights about it. I mean, there was a movie called Mother which I just couldn't stand. I don't know if you saw that film, but I just Mm-mm. hated that. It, it was a horror one, right? Horror kind of film, yeah, with um, the, the young actress who was a, um, uh, I can't remember, blonde hair, and she did talks like this. Almost, I can't remember the name. It was a whole, to me horrible. But I got into big fights about it, but it was good because we were fighting and we were also talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. And we agreed to disagree. Mm-hmm. And that's what the big thing is all about, you know, mm-hmm. sharing experience. And we moved on, right? You know, I, I, I found the skill of knowing when to go. I, I was on exactly. social media and somebody like we were debating whatever. And they said, oh, yeah, well, you're stupid because of, and I went, up. Oh. Uh-oh. That's I it. said, no, we crossed the line now. Tell you what, you, you, you know, you, you got personal and insulting i'm trying to talk to you like well you just can't handle i said tell you what let's try this down the road i'll be here i'll talk to you in the future And they're like fine i'm like yes you know you got to know when to that's right it was all about winning a fight rather than discussing about what you were trying to open you know so many people don't want to be wrong and that's what we have to learn with this pandemic on we have to be able to just you know yeah talk about you know I mean, uh, people have this, all these things about don't wear the mask. I don't want to wear a mask. Well, you wear a condom, don't you? <laughs> you wear a seatbelt. <laughs> right. What's the difference? You know, there are little things that we, rather than, well, you know, it's like the gun issue, the whole thing, which is a major, you know, you know, mm-hmm. it's all about just working together towards a common goal. Yeah. Right. What, what is, yeah. what it's, it's, oh, what's another thing I always say? It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about. What is best? Like I'm willing to take the the damage 
or yeah. the lack of, you know, this being a parent for your yeah. kids. It's about what is best for them, not what's best for me. Would I exactly. love to? Would I love to let them stay up until I go to bed? Sure, because I love them and I want to see them. But is it exactly. the smartest thing to do? No, they should go to bed yeah. at a certain time, yeah. even though you feel the oh, I'm going to miss them. But it's not about me. It's about what's best for them. But you know, there are those special times when you say, "You go, what the hell?" Sure, and, and that's I, special. Put on the popcorn. Put on the popcorn. <laughs> We're ordering Chinese food tonight, or whatever it is. And we're staying up till night. But you and, see, that's special. And you're not going to school in the morning. Because <laughs> that's a learning thing for them, right? Yeah. If they so they miss a class, fine. But uh, you know, it's a, it's okay. Yeah. But again, the key word there, special. Special. People, yeah. pe- pe- I've I've seen, you know, other parents who allow their kids to do whatever just because they don't want to okay. get up and have to deal with telling little whoever to not do something or yeah, I could be a little more um, firm with the rules, yes. but yeah. I don't want to. Well, you're hurting the child. You're not. Yes. You know, yeah. but, and I think society, you have to think the exact same way with, with the gun issue or with whatever. It's not yeah, about yeah. me. It's not about you. It's not about being, Oh, I have to win this argument. It's no beat. The, the biggest impressive people that I've ever seen are those who can admit that they're wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Oh, I saw a guy once, NRA guy. He said he was, had his card up there. Uh, yeah, so this is my NRA card here. And I've been out of paying. I carry my own gun, all that stuff and everything. And he had this gun, his rear family gun, whatever. And he just, in front of us, broke it down. He just, and he said, and he said, and Eric, and he ripped it up on it. And that was the most powerful thing because he had a choice to make, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fun to move my gun. I know I enjoy this, but I know for the greater good, for other things, you know. Mm-hmm. And you were a part of that great MacGyver episode about the gun. Guns, the guns, exactly. Right? That, <laughs> that God, all about the guns. Yeah. And it, it, it was one that uh, really ruffled some of the right feathers, too, as I recall. Oh, really? Really? Oh, well, you know. Yeah. I had the actor on who played Breeze in that episode that was in oh. uh, some scenes with you. And he was saying, boy, that he was so proud to be in that episode because it wasn't preachy. It was very matter of fact. And you had the NRA coming at uh, Stephen Downing saying, yes. Hey, 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 you're making us look bad. And he's went, it's no, their it was, guns. It was, what, it was what was happening in the world. I think that it's, uh, you know, yeah. So yeah, that it's, social it's responsibility that, is, is really important. If it's guns, I don't know if it's guns. It's, it is uh, stopping to kill our children. That's the issue, right? Isn't it? Yeah. It's simple as that. It's just about, you know. Yeah. It can't continue this way, right? Honest to God. But, you know, I, I think uh, I think we're trying to be a force of good. Uh, yeah. I see that in you, and I appreciate that in you. As, well, you know. I think you got, you know, we're all students of the universe. We're all here. It's all, again, back to just, you know, be, you know, we're Exactly. Like you said, try to find the side, try to learn to live together, right? Yeah. And try to share. If you have something special that you can share, guitar, anything you can to make somebody feel better or to make yourself feel better, just share. Yeah, share. That's the word, right? Yeah. Sharing what you know, you know. That's what you're doing now. Why are you doing this? You enjoy, you enjoy it. You enjoy it. You're talking about it. You get to meet different people. And uh, you get to me. It's sort of, 
bringing me back to a time that was really beautiful, like talking about that and sharing stories that I told you. I mean, I just love the stories. When I get to work with somebody on a screen and hearing the stories from them, they start telling me what it's like to work with, you know, uh, what's the name? Tell me how to work with Woody Allen or how to work with, a, a, you know, I go, wow. I, you know, I worked with Shirley McLean recently, you know, huh. it was incredible. You know, I just said, aren't you going to ask you? Are you going to ask me anything? <laughs> uh, yes. And I had a question. I always wanted to worry. It was all about Irma LaDuce. Irma LaDuce. I said, why did Billy Wilder take, which was a musical and not put it into a musical? She said he hates music. He hated musicals, right? <laughs> it was as simple as that. But you know, but uh, that is where I think the actors now, because I see them on sun. I see the people that are down there. They're they're playing with their they're playing with their phones, right? Yeah. Not even you've got this walking encyclopedia there working with you, mm-hmm. and just talk to them, talk to the people. Talk to you know, I mean, the Japanese are safe, expressive, best, you know, do anything. Can I get you a cough? Can anything? All that just being around you, I'm learning something, you know. Yeah, yeah, and so many people don't get that. What was the yeah. what was the movie, uh, that you did with her? Oh, it was called Noel, um, with um, um, uh, who else was in it? Shoe the guy from um, uh, he's in Barry, he plays Barry. Um, oh, sure, okay, he was in it. It was a, a Walt Disney film. Oh, I played Santa Claus. <laughs> real uh, again yes yes you've done that a couple julie times Haggard, julie, julie haggerty she played mrs santa claus oh it was such a beautiful experience and i had so much fun working with on that show because you know it was just lovely I'm, I'm seeing oh okay you had anna kendrick and bill Hader. that's who you were thinking of. yes oh yeah it was it was the weirdest strangest thing you know, I, I i started that film uh i auditioned for uh, audition and they wanted me to play like a head um elf or something because i look like a head elf i guess yeah sure <laughs> no, sure and sure, then i started that and then i lost the film they said it was becoming a bigger film or something and they were sorry but uh, they would pay me my salary for now you know and i said well i'm sure fine fine i know these things happen whatever it is sure. and then a couple of days later the director phoned me and said um you know we need somebody to play santa claus would you consider playing santa claus and i said oh sure because yeah why not a minimum santa claus is a great part get a chance to work with people. I, lovely. Came down for the day. It was wonderful. Did a one day's work. And then I'm um, fine. I did my stuff and I was happy. And then about a year and a half later, I get this call saying, uh, uh, my, my agent saying, they want you to come back. What? Uh, they want you to go do, write, write some more scenes with you. They want to beef up Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I flew to Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, Atlanta, Georgia, which is wonderful. Uh, and uh, I was in there and I worked for a couple of weeks on it. Wow. And the worked with McLean and Ed McKenna was there. They were just lovely people. It was a great show. And um, it was worked out better than even if I played the other guy, the elf guy. I got to meet the guy who was the elf. Was, I forget who played that part. I think he was on a um, show that Michael F- Fox did. Family Affair or something? Uh, there was Family Ties was his show. Family Ties. That's, yeah. yeah. And he was doing that and I got to play Santa Claus. And it was, uh, I'd made... Well, spent a lot of time with Julie Haggerty, who was an airplane, and she was just a lovely woman. Oh, you know? yeah, she's, yeah, oh, oh I, I just showed um, my son, What About Bob? And what she, about Bob? Oh, yeah. look at Bill Murray. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God, Bill Murray. And she's in that, and she's she's one of those actresses that she's identifiable either by just her look or oh, her exactly. voice. She has a very specific way of talking. Oh, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. And he was the one to go, hey, that's the girl from Airplane. I'm like, 
Exactly. Very yeah, good. Yeah, you know. There you go. I know. I know. <laughs> and that's we just spend a lot of time just talking, you know, about stuff and sharing stuff. Every night sharing dinner with Julie Harrington was just incredible. She was just a beautiful person. Mm. And it's so nice. It's the nicest thing can happen to you. You see someone on the screen you fall in love with, and then you're working with them, and you fall in love with them again. And yeah. they're so happy, you know. You can share an experience, you know. You know. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to – I I could talk to you forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to I try and be the professional host. So okay, I'll let you go. But you're welcome to come back and shoot the bull with me anytime to oh, podcast or whatever, because this is fun. You know, um, it, I love going off on tangents. Um, well, before you go, what is the most recent thing that people could find you in? Um, I, just hadn't, so I don't think it started yet, but I had a part, a really nice part in a series called that's it's sort of a remake of the day of the dead uh, george romero a zombie sure. series yeah 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 so that that's coming out um almost uh, if you check the hallmark films they've got a lot of stuff out there yeah uh and uh what else is there just uh, that's really about it i can think of at the moment um so it's a it's a new dawn or dawn, did you say dawn of the dead is what it's Dawn of day, of day of the Dead. Day, oh, of, the day dead. of the Dead. Okay. The dead television series. It's going to be coming out starting, I think, in a couple of uh, months. And okay, because we love our zombies. It's those zombies. Everybody loves zombies. <laughs> I tell you, I don't know what it is, but everybody loves zombies. But uh, it, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. It was like being on a like an independent film. Everybody shared stuff. It was a lot of great. You know, zombies were fun, and uh, it's it's a diff- there's a different take on it. It's uh and and I don't want to give it away. Sure. But, uh, sure. Uh, it's a great. You'll I think it, the people will pick up on it. Well, maybe when it's coming out, I'll I'll bug you to come back on and maybe we can promote it for you. Oh sure, sounds sure. great. My right. God, yeah. that'd be fun. <laughs> and maybe we'll be able to. We may be able to find somebody who's in also in it too, and maybe we could just. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. you could do that with this. You could just invite. You could do people. a zombie thing. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, let me let you go. And um, I will, as you know, be in touch through Facebook as we do. And, uh, <laughs> and I hope someday I get to share a meal with you. Oh, yes. And I get to actually hear some of you playing this guitar and listening to some of these songs. That's I, great. I would love that. And you could play along. Doing it, you know. And hopefully once things are better, when theaters open again, uh, you know, there's a lot of part. Well, what part before I forgo? What musical do you have you always wanted to do? And what oh, part okay. Well, we're going to go down a rabbit hole because the first record I ever had was The Sound of Music. Yeah. So Julie Andrews, who's one of the best female voices I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, but through that, but, you know, here I am a little kid playing this record and I would learn all the kids parts like, okay, so that's that, you know, uh, do re mi, you know, you have to do all the parts. And I would, I was so strict with, no, I don't like the way I sung that. So I'd start the song again, play the record all the way, you know, the song all the way through until I was happy with it and then go back and do that. Um, Let's see. Okay. See, this is another thing I couldn't wait to talk to you about because you, you appreciate musicals. Um, Chicago. I love, Oh, I love that. The soundtrack to that is again, we, we bought the movie, we bought the, the CD um and i don't know if you've seen it uh disney's version of the music man with matthew broderick 
no, I haven't seen that, but I know it was filmed in Toronto. So I had some friends and I think, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now my aunt knew the Preston version, which everybody does. And that was oh, made for the yes. big screen. So when you show yes. it on TV, you know, and they're doing the big musical numbers, everybody's that small. So, Oh, I know. Yes. Well, as a musician, I can't watch that version because his rhythm to, well, you got trouble, my friends, right here, yeah, yeah, trouble, yeah. right here in River City. But, 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 but you have to have a pattern as that's you're doing Malcolm, it. That's, Malcolm, uh, that's, Bro that's Matthew Broderick. Right? Matthew Broderick. Matt, more Matthew Broderick than it was. What's his name? Ma exactly. Preston. Uh, Matthew Broderick does such an excellent – If it's on YouTube. If you remember to look it up, it's done in, like, sections. Mm -hmm. That is the perfect version of Music Man. So now I can't hear anybody else go back and do it because the rhythm is so dead on. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not just talking with trouble. I'm talking with everything. So yeah, it kind of spoiled it for me that I can't enjoy everybody else's. It's so hard. I would say I would love to do any, honestly, any chance I get to sing, I would, I would love to do it. But out of those three, probably music man because i can do the you got trouble and you, you know that's great excellent yeah, that's a wonderful I, part a wonderful part that i would yeah that granted depending on what'd you say what'd you say what'd you say what'd you say <laughs> <laughs> well even the beginning uh even gone, the beginning is an incredible on it? the train the gun is the mac it's incredible way to start a musical incredible incredible Honestly, and it gets you right away. My aunt, who again was, oh, no, 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 I only watched the original. Well, she was over at the house, and I just happened to accidentally put it on. Well, sure enough, her and my uncle sit down, and they start watching it. And they're like, oh, they're toe-tapping, and they're all into it. Exactly. You know, yeah. And the part um, where, they, where um, he first goes into the town, and they, the whole town sings to him. Oh, Adelaide? No, Adelaide. No, no, it's no. Uh, um, you walk into the you, park. You want to give Iowa a try? Oh, Unless yeah. you are contrary. Ba, ba, da, yeah. ba, da, right? And everybody okay. joins in. By that part, they're going, all right, this is the better version. Okay. I know. <laughs> and only that, they was only did a couple of uh, musicals. I, I don't know any other musicals that, they, that Meredith Wilson, is it? Mm -hmm. Did. Yeah, but it's still, it's, it works really well. It's just incredible. Yeah, and the dance numbers are great because, again, it was filmed for TV, so they know how to tighten in a scene yes. and it's, do the it's cuts. It's not the same. It's a musical. as water. You need to go down to, to, this, to you know, the Hollywood Theater in, in L.A. and and the big cinema. You need, you need that. You yeah. Need to see it. West Side of, Story. Right? West Side Story. You can't see that it's bigger than life. When I saw that, I mean, that, that sitting in the front row, it was just blew me away. I mean, that, that is still one of my favorite. I would How love to play anything. I would love to play anything. And even the old guy ran the store to be around that music every night. Yeah. It would just be gorgeous. You How know. old were you when, when you saw it? I was then really, really young. I want a bunch of, I come from a bad part of town. So me and some other guys, they really wanted to see, because it was a gang movie, right? Gang, little gang. It's <laughs> great. Snap they went there, right? And, and, yeah. in the band. <laughs> and they go, when you're they're looking at me they're dancing it's this dancing gang <laughs> and i'm looking at yeah 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 isn't that great That's a, what are you no. <laughs> what's the matter with you get out of we got to get out of here <laughs> nobody sees us in here watching a bunch of dancing guys 
So they left and I stayed. And I just, as an experience, I mean, West Side Story is just to me one of the best, one of the incredible, you know. I saw it on TV as a kid. Yeah. And again, you're a kid, so right. you don't, your attention span isn't there. Oh, but course, yet, yeah. when this came on, I'm like, no, I got to see how this ends now. Ooh, he gets yeah. stabbed? Oh, man. Oh, my God, I know. Right? Romeo and Juliet, my God, all the same thing. You know, it's incredible. It's, uh, you know. But great musicals, yeah, no... it, they stay with you. Oh, it's lovely. I mean, I was really lucky when just, I got to do uh, Bye Bye Birdie version mm. with Anne Ranking, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, I mean, I was just, I was, after seeing, you know, with Chicago and with, uh, you know, the, um, oh, it was a Bob Fosse, all that jazz. She was oh. like this to me, right? And I always got to be rehearsals and I was playing the, only the town mayor, but we were rehearsals and stuff like that. And I felt like so the closest, this, I'm in a Broadway musical. I felt, she was so fantastic. Gene Sachs was a director. Everybody was so nice. And that is one of the real first musicals so I remember seeing on TV, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, Paul I Lynn. Oh, nobody sure. can play that part. You can't even go near that part again. <laughs> no, you, know? you can't. No, it's definitive. But me, being in a musical, I say to anybody, doesn't matter what you're playing, if you're saying nothing, being in a musical, being in the chorus, to be on stage with anybody and be able to sing those songs is like heaven. It is. Well, I'll tell you, know. you this. I, I, the problem I had being in musicals was mm. I wouldn't shut up. It wouldn't be my song. But without thinking, if you're off you know, behind the curtain or whatever, yeah, yeah, and because by the time you're performing it, everybody knows everybody's lines, everybody knows yeah, yeah. everybody's song. Yeah. So I'm back there singing it, and then they go, "Shut up! You're singing too loud. <laughs> they can hear you over them." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you know that." I and- know. But go ahead. That's about a musical. It just you, you hear it on the radio. You do the same thing. People start singing because you can't stop because it's 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 catchy and it's beautiful. You mm-hmm. know. The other problem I would to wait that special place, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the other problem I would have would be, uh, and this I always think of. I'm very conscious, conscience of it. If you have to do like a speech or a soliloquy of some sort, mm-hmm. the rhythm. I don't know about you, but I don't know how many big speeches you've had to give. But I will in my head. I want to get to here, but I'm here, so I have to be pay attention because there'll be times I'll be saying my speech and I'll be saying it too quick and it loses its uh, rhythm. Yeah. 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 Right. Have you done that? Or is that just me? Bet, but, uh, uh, what has happened with me? It's, it's, uh, well, it's not forgetting lines. It's like, uh, it's, it all depends on the, how hard the song is. Like, but you know, it's some songs are taught differently, newer songs, you know, mm-hmm. And sometimes it is, you have to really work, work them. I, you know, I just did um, a while back, uh, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote a new version of Wizard of Oz. Really? Yeah. And we took it on tour in the States. <laughs> the deal was I heard, we couldn't go to New York and open it there until, well, what's his name was still playing. Wicked was still playing. Oh. We did go through the States, but you know, they, it was, um, it's it, sometimes songs are, are Songs, musical songs are different sometimes. Like I could never, ever in the many years even consider Sitter being in Hamilton, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So I just don't have that kind of thing in me. Right. You know. And it's seen but, all know, the way through it too. There's really no, it's like Rent. When you see oh, Rent, exactly. they, don't, they don't talk. Every, everything from beginning to end is singing. So you're like, oh, jeez. 
Well, it's the whole thing. It's why Andrew Weber's got, they're, they're really operas, you know, in a sense, you know, you know, you know mm-hmm. in a sense, that's what I think, you know. I go back to those old things like anything, like I said, Fiddle on the Roof and, you know, like, you know, Bly by Birdie and I would just jump at the chance, any chance to just jump into those things, you know. Mm-hmm. When you say... I, I, I was lucky enough to be in um, um, Drowsy Chaperone. I don't know if you've ever Mm-mm. seen or heard the Drowsy Chaperone. Mm-mm. You go home, you look at that, the Drowsy Chaperone. Okay. Is a great role for you playing play the lead in something. Yeah, in Drowsy Chaperone. You would I'll, love it. I'll definitely look for it. The um, in fact, you know, it might be interesting when you do these things. Next time is we'll come in and you get uh, them to do things that they don't necessarily do, like maybe play a song or uh-huh. recite a little Shakespeare, a little something. You know, <laughs> tell a joke. They want to be, you know, jump through this hoop, darn it! Entertain the people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I um, want to do this when you did um, uh, Guys and Dolls. Did you try to model it, the singing part after the film version? Well, I think when you play parts like that, because I've done hairspray too, right? And you get to, you can't say, I'm going to negate. If you're doing Stella, if you're doing what's called the cat, the sure. cat hunting room? No, not cat. Streetcar oh, Desire. Street Desire. Yeah. You can't negate a person's original performance. You can't say that. Well, I'm not going to do that. I'm going totally the other way because right. you're going to have you're going to end up screwing up the play. You're going to do any. You have to take whatever that person has gone, take it, and go further with it. Either add to it, right? I think so. Sometimes it's hard. You know, you're not going to have people not forget Paul Lind, right? You know, uh, what's the matter? Well, can't, you're going to have to just try to find a way to get in there, but find the people who may remember it's so it's you, part of you, and part of Paul Lind, right? Yeah, I've Which seen is what couple, I had to do when I, I can Harvey Firestein, and it, it's hard to just go the other way. Oh, just sure. You're talking like this, blah, blah, blah. when especially when the stuff is all uh, down uh, there, uh, 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 there's no uh, uh, way of saying it, right? Yeah. You know, you know. So that's what I look at when I look at it's funny when I look at other people's stuff, I look at performances of, of things, I try to find as much thing I can find mm-hmm. because sometimes you're working on something, oh, I want to try it this way, and you see that person try the same thing and it doesn't work. You can see your mistakes before you even get there, you know? Mm-hmm. So you just try, uh, I'm the other way. I like to read as much and research and as much as I can about the character who's done it. What's fun about is I don't want to watch the movie. I don't want to see this. I don't want to go near it. I just want to be, you know, I and saw, that's okay too. I saw Richard Kind do it and I saw somebody else do it, but they did it so bad. I'm like, you're missing the beauty of the song because it's, Besides the banter of, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. everyone sits down, sits down, you're rocking the boat. And especially yeah. when it speeds up at the end. But the verses need to be done with respect, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, when, when he starts it, and you know because you've done it, you have to treat it for, the, for how important that is. Because you're telling, I was, you know, down and out, and this is what I was, you know, and then I found yeah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. soul again. And... They rushed through it. I, I got yeah. the sense that they rushed through it because they couldn't wait to do. Everyone sits down, sit down. You're rocking the Well, by then you ruined it. Yeah, I think you have to discover. But uh, for me, it was building up to that moment, right? Mm-hmm. So I I picked the character of that uh, not as a, an equal to. Uh, I think it's Benny South Street and somebody. He's somebody else. Uh, nicely, nicely. Yeah. So he was always a lower status gangster i guess in a way right mm-hmm. in his own to the point of where i don't think when he was in there he really didn't think he was going to be singing a song right mm-hmm. or anything and then and so what's the name he says sit down get up you big water buffalo right 
So it's terrified, <laughs> right? Ooh, yeah. And I think that you have to, that's my idea was to play that. Yeah. I dream last night, I got done, you know, quietly. Mm-hmm. And so you had a place to go somewhere to the end where it's just back and he's singing and everything. And that worked for me through the play, right? So just you're, different you're things right. you find, you know. Like, you're right, you know, because he's like, he doesn't really quite want to stand up and be the center of attention. He talks about Laurel and Hardy. So he was, uh, not Stan Laurel, uh, Oliver Hardy, right? You know, mm-hmm. he was of the two, right? The low status. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and that's where you have to find a way, you know. And, you know. So because you're all gangsters down there. So who says gangsters can't be nice and be low status, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, did you ever see uh, oh Robin in the Seven Hoods? Oh my God! When I first I remember seeing that all the time. Those that guys great? in the end singing. Oh, that song, Mister Boo, W Mister Booz. I have the soundtrack. Oh, isn't it? And that's it's never been done on stage. You know, I don't know. Oh. Why nobody, no, I don't think so. Oh. And that was that a Frank Capra film or no or originally i i can't remember but i just thought it was great all those guys together well and to have i love like uh dean martin any man who loves his mother and he's shooting the pole is mad enough for because the way he you know he just oh, yeah, even yeah. if it's not a great it, with dean martin i always say he can make an okay song great because he leans oh, yeah. on the words and he sways with his voice and that's one of those great songs that he's just taking his time shooting pool and oh, you yeah, know yeah. and that that's a great soundtrack it's not oh. believe it or not it's not the same it's not taken from the movie they did studio takes and the album is different than what the version that you hear in the movie oh, i gotta try to check i gotta check that out you know definitely because i to me to me there was like just these guys who had the most fun in their lives yeah. making those movies right like you know, putting them all together and you know you'd hear the stories about those guys just when they were doing what was the one about that oh george clooney just did oceans Ocean's 11, 11 yeah yeah going there getting drunk all night and then going to work and just and then doing a show then they do yeah, the, they do the sands yes. oh i know yeah I mean, exactly i have those recordings too because when sinatra died that was right when i was getting into him and i would scoop up everything like it, all right he's doing uh, um oh just what makes that little old aunt, right? I'm like, I want that. Yeah. So I'd buy that yeah. album instead of just the one song because we didn't have that option. I would get the album yeah. for that one song. Well, they start coming out with Robin and the Seven Hoods, Five Four Rat for Texas, all these things, yeah. exactly. All and those five, wonderful movies. All the, like, five albums of them doing their Rat Pack shtick on stage. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same routine, basically. Exactly. But, you get the timings a little different or they might slip in a new joke. And I'm like, I want it all. Yeah. Give, give, give. You know? But they do look like you're, they're having the time of their lives, you know? Yeah. And it's all natural. Like they're laughing at each other. Oh, isn't it? It's just great. It's just lovely, you know? And if they did, like he would, like Dean Martin would do a Sinatra song, which he had never done before. Oh. So it was great. And he'd do it like a little more peppy, you know, oh, yeah. so that he could sway with it. And like, ooh, I love that. I love this version. I used to love the Dean Martin show. You know, and they're smoking a cigarette, doing a sketch. <laughs> sketch, right? <laughs> but the people that have more Broadway, Peter Sellers, everybody be come on. And it was always a fun night, you know. It was like, you know. I got those. Like, they, they had them out on, uh, you know, you could get the, every month they yes. send you a disc. I got yes, that. So I would get them. And there's a little thing with his buddy who would intro it. And he'd go, Dean, never, he'd always talk with his hands. I can't think of the guy's name, but he'd always do this as he's talking. And he goes, oh. Dean would never rehearse. Dean would come in Ooh, because really? he wanted it to be real. 
That's right. And they would keep, if he messed up, they would keep it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's great. Exactly. And like you said, you never knew that sellers might be at the door. You'd hear, and he'd go and answer it. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And that's what makes it so cool. I mean, oh, my God. Uh, Growing up, I mean, uh, talk about learning about comedy. If you want to learn about comedy, I tell people, I give them a, a copy of It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Sure. Because you have there every major comedian in the world mm-hmm. trying to, showing their stuff. And you watch that and you can learn about comedy, you know? Yeah. It, J, Jonathan Winters from, you know. Oh Love Jonathan Winters. Ever oh. since I was a kid, because of Mork and Mindy, remember he was in oh, the third yes. season. And I went, yeah. I love this guy. He's stealing the show. Well, he was Robin Williams' hero. Yes. Yeah, like, that yeah. was his idol. So well, you know, right. I got a chance. I had a chance to be in a movie with Rob Williams one. I never had a scene with him, but it was insomnia. And uh, he was there. You know, when he came on, you know, because you got Pacino, Pacino, you know. Sure. And you saw him show up and, and he was exactly as you expect him to be. Just walking around, making everybody feel great. And, you know. Yeah. And I've got, um, I've got something to show you here. Wait, 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 don't go away. Sure, sure. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> I keep talking, keep talking. I'm talking. I'm filling the air. People are loving every second of this. I've got it somewhere. Where I've got this somewhere. <laughs> Don't worry. It, there's the power of editing if I need it. Oh. All, all of this time away, I could just clip right oh, I can't find it. Anyway, at the end of the film, and I, I didn't really, man, I said, man, I shook hands. That was it. That was it. Because he was walking around making everybody laugh. It was hysterical. Just Puccino, everybody. And, you know, and he was playing the murderer on this thing, right? Yeah. And uh, I found out things, you know, um, uh, he, uh, when, when he passed away, I was in tears because oh, sure. I felt so sad. What do you do if you're this, the funniest guy in the world who makes you laugh and you can't laugh anymore? Right. And I was just so torn by it. And he had just would bring stuff. He would, I found out later from the guys working on the show that he had hired people homeless people 15 of them in his contract for, for each movie he did he's hired they they're kept on and they're paid and they work at a job and that's what his his gig was you know mm-hmm. and i have this beautiful uh of the show uh that's a um, script of it where she signed and everything this picture and everything jay do jay thank him and uh he it sent to me he didn't need to do that right but he did these things yeah and yeah. i mean that to me is the that is a, a great you know, student of the universe. He was. We're so everybody, lucky to have had him for time he had. Everybody I've talked to that have um, – Fred Goss, who's a friend of mine, I had him on my other yeah. podcast, um, and he was talking about how he was starting off in comedy. Well, they have him intro. They're like, all right, go up. Robin Williams showed up, but he's going to go on after you. He's like, what, oh, what yeah, the yeah. hot? But he said the same thing. Robin Williams went out of his way to make sure that you were happy and that you felt Yes, supported. exactly. That's what he wants. And, you know, and then to see him and Jonathan Winters, because I think he just was like his, almost his father in real life. Who was, was his father was, you know, Jonathan Winters gave birth to Robin Williams. Yeah. And to see those guys working together, it was just incredible, you know. When you, uh, if, when you do find it, just take a picture and send it to me. I'd love to see it. I will. I will. I will do that. I will do that. <laughs> it's just incredible. It's nice, you know. You're just, that's lucky that, you, you, like you said, when you appreciate the good people, it, it pays off. Like you say, you don't need to be known by everybody, but if, yeah, you, if you know the right people, you're succeeding. Yeah, that's right. 
I just put through the, in the kindness of strangers. I would never been anywhere, you know, I was just luckily to be able to be able to do what, I, what I'm able to do. And you must always pay that back, pay that on. I, you know, I work with um, some actors sometimes that were trying to, to get out, trying to, uh, with their career and what to do and everything. I just try to pass on information to them and everything and meet with them, just give them inspiration, saying it's okay, you know. Yeah. It's not the easiest thing in the world. And there are times you don't work in a snap, but you just don't. I've, I've heard stories to have loved and not to have loved at all. Right. I've heard people, uh, stories and you of, uh, like recently an actress, uh, not naming names, but she was like, Oh, I didn't get, you know, this part in this role and it really devastated me. And, you know, yeah. I went through all this work and I got this plastic surgery done and I still didn't get the role. And I'm thinking oh, your yeah. priorities are messed up. That's you're not exactly you're, you know, enjoy the journey as they say. Yeah, it's like people, you got to think of yourself like as an extra. Don't think, see me, see me, see me, see me, see me. No, an extra job is to not to be seen, right? Because right. if you're not seen in something, you'll get work again the next day, right? So the more you're not seen, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's the way it works. And that's what it should be too. You know, it's, it's don't want, you know, there are times where the, when the time comes where it's all about you. And that's sure, great. Sure. And that's beautiful too. But I don't want, you don't want to have that pressure on your back. That's what, you see these suicides, these people take drugs because they have the pressure on the back. They think that the can't, world can't go on without me. I've got to be this. I've got to do this. I've got to pick the right thing. I've got to take, I've got to do my nose. I've got to do that, you know? I had a, yeah. a, um, somebody, a couple of people would tell me stories of like, bringing back to Richard Dean Anderson. He has the spotlight on him, but instead of doing that, he grabs other people and goes, give him this part. Give give him this great line or this great yeah. scene. Like on Stargate, they would say um, there was an episode where it was supposed to be his character was the focus. And he said, I think this would be better for Michael Shanks to do. Let's let him yes. be the focus. Yeah. You know, that's the stuff that and, – and not everybody knows it because you don't do it for the publicity. You do it be, for your soul. And hopefully the right people will remember that and talk about you and – you know, but you don't do it for yourself. You do it to help somebody else along the way. It gives you a chance to be rediscovered within the thing you do because people can get tired. If it's all about you, it's all about, you know what I mean? You have to always be shed, shed a little bit of it around. If you've always got the best steak and tell, you've got to give everybody a few bites, you know, and, you know, that actually, because it helps them getting better. It helps them. It's, it all goes, you know, you'll get paid back in the end, you know, exactly. Listen, let me let you go because I'm, again, I can keep going and I'm loving this, but I'll, I'm, I'll be somewhat disciplined. I'm sure we'll talk on, on, on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you very much. That's you're great. Welcome. It's a, you've run a great show and you're a great person and uh, all the best to you. And uh, have you got your vaccine yet? Uh, no, I, I'm, my, my parents are, my, huh, my whole, my parents and my sister are going, hey, tell them that you have breathing problems. Tell them that you have this. Tell them. Yeah. Well, okay, but I don't want to jump the line either. I'd rather be know, a yeah. good boy. It'll and, come. You know. you, it'll come. Don't worry about it. It'll come. That's exactly. the way it is. The way and, it hope, is. and hopefully uh, it'd be nice to actually see you in person sometime. Oh, I'm sure it'd be great. You know, I, now where are you again? You're in Scranton. Yeah, I'm in Scranton, but I travel. So like, you know, if you ever do conventions or even work in the New York area, we, oh, may, definitely. we may run into each other. We have to. 
I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you again. Well, I've had a great time. It's been really, thank you for making my day. This is my high point of my day. My pl- mine too. Thank you. <laughs> I'll talk to you <laughs> later. Okay. Lots of love, buddy. Bye. Take care. The MacGyver Podcast is part of the Forever Adventure Network. Some original artwork by Joseph Arnold. Donations can be made at Patreon to Mac Jackson. Look for our group pages on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at MacGyver Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And remember, stay creative, everyone. The Forever Adventure Network. Welcome to the adventure. Hi, this is Amara from the Always Podcast. I want to make sure you know about another awesome show, the MacGyver SG-1 Audio Series. His eyes darted over to Jack's weapon. Sam, start taking all the gunpowder out of these bullets. He stunned Jack by taking the gun from his hands and with one swift motion released the clip discharging the bullets in the chamber before handing the empty gun back to the general. It's written, edited, and performed by Mac Jackson of the MacGyver Podcast. He's bringing together the worlds of MacGyver and Stargate to bring us all new and ongoing adventures. For some reason, something caused both Jack and MacGyver to glance up at the second floor office window that hung over the large storage hangar. It was a shadow of a moving figure, a figure who now was staring down at them. Before they could say anything or move, the man ran over to the railing and opened fire on them. In that moment, they each knew they were about to be riddled with bullets. Get into the epic story and hear how brothers Mac and Jack work together. Suddenly, he spun on his heels to his brother. Jack, give me your phone. The general quickly took it from his pocket and handed it over. Yeah, it isn't working, you know. No, not as a phone. With that, MacGyver knelt down and smashed Jack's cell phone off the ground and cracked it open. As he pried it apart and reached for his knife, Jack stood stunned. That's... my phone. And how they disagree. As he turned the engine off, he rechecked the inside of his pocket and pulled out his automatic handgun to check the chamber. As he verified the bullets loaded, he could see the disappointing glare of his brother in the seat next to him. What? This again? I don't like guns, Jack. Yeah, me neither. I like getting shot a lot less. Subscribe and review today on Apple iTunes and like the Facebook page to keep up on all the latest episodes. I've been catching up on past episodes and you don't want to miss it.